Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Big Week in Gaming podcast. And what do you know? It's been a big week in gaming. I'm in Scott for episode 82 for Sunday, the 29th of May, 2022. In this week's show, we'll be discussing PlayStation boss Jim Ryan dumps a load of news all over the place. Has Sony learned from their past PS1 emulation mistakes? Are Capcom getting ready to reveal a drag- Dragon's Dogma sequel? And Analog finally break their silence about a long-awaited update to their Analog OS. As always, I'm joined by Mike. Hello, I want to play a game. <laughs> and Swinney. Hello. And Swinney, can you explain to our numerous audio-only listeners what's going on? Because they need to know this context. Yes, we have a uh, somebody wearing a very fancy... Oh my god, that's terrifying, Mike. <laughs> really that is terrifying. Dude. A very crazy digital mask of sorts. It's, the audio listeners. It looks basically like a screen on Mike's face that he can just put whatever he wants on there. Well, you had the low lights on before. And it, oh my god. That's the one that's modelled on his face. Um, <laughs> so hey, if, I'm breaking if, character. If you are listening to the audio and you want to check out what it looks like, check out the description or go to bigweekpod.com. Swinney, hype. You're the hype man. Yes, so we have the PlayStation State of Play, which uh, coverage next week. So I believe it's uh, it's June the third, isn't it? Technically, yeah. Well, for us, show. it's Friday, June the third. Yes. 3rd. So unfortunately, given it's a work day, we may not be able to live. I'll try. It, I'll try. If we can, we we will. But yeah. um, there should be some some cool announcements I reckon out of that one. So. Well, mm. I think it's all PSVR two. If you didn't know. Well, they said third party and PSVR too. So we're not oh, there kind okay. of yeah. So they said um, announcements from third party partners and PSVR too. So I'm really keen to stream it, like and react to it, because I feel like they're gonna re- like reveal when the PSVR two is gonna come out, and I'm super hyped if it's gonna be this year. But it feels like it's not gonna be this year. It feels like it's much more likely to be next year. Well, I mean, it would probably be this year if it wasn't for the chip shortage. I think that would have been. Oh yeah. Year. Yeah, so. yeah. It's almost like could it be like a negative PR, right? If they go mm. live with it and people are like, "I still can't even get a PS Five. <laughs> like, why are you making another device?" So, do you and- reckon some of the games are going to potentially make them make them adapt to, uh, like usable with the old PSVR stuff? Uh, no, no. I get. Of, I think. Do you yeah. reckon it will hundred percent have to be the new fancy VR two head? Handset things and stuff like that. No, I think they've already confirmed. Like, I, I'll double check it. I'm pretty sure they confirmed that all PSVR games are going to be playable on the VR2. Oh, no, I'm saying that the games they announced for the VR2 would be backwards playable on the older device. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. Okay. Yeah, no, no, right. definitely. Like, the PSVR2 is a massive step up in terms of power and everything like that. It's, yeah. it's more like a PS3 to PS4 Pro step up. Like, if you Whoa. actually look at the specs, like, it's going to be up there as one of the better devices. I Biggest things for me, it's like, and we'll get into it in the show, but I hope they support PC more with the PSVR 2. It's an instant buy for me if I can just plug it into my PC and use it for PC VR as well as PlayStation VR. That would be massive for me. So we'll see how it goes. And uh, yeah, community, community. What's this little community tidbit? 
Yeah, I just wanted to give a shout out to the people still watching our Kemco tier list after all these months. We crossed <laughs> evergreen, the, it's evergreen. We crossed the three thousand views mask mark, <laughs> which is insane for such a crazy shit post of a two hour <laughs> tier it was list. Awesome. It was awesome. Crazy and fantastic. The, the funny part is that we've also had people say like you guys didn't talk enough about the games. It's like, what do you want this to be a five-hour fucking tier list? And you're like, it's already two hours. We've covered 36 games. Come on, people. Like, sure, there's stuff, more stuff you can say about those games. You can, but, like, we just didn't have the time. We'd be there forever. So. You said just the right amount. Just for, like, stupidity's sake, it would be funny to do, like, a 12-hour stream on something like that. Just to go forever, I'd like to be the longest thing out there on it. I, I don't know. There's something I like about those extreme things. So they always make me laugh. Well, when we hit ten years, a uh, ten year anniversary on ten this years. podcast, then which is a, just think about that. Uh, then uh, uh, maybe we'll consider a twelve hour Kimco Kimco uh, marathon or something. We're coming up to two years very shortly. It's only a couple of months away. Uh, and you have a question? Yeah, I just thought. I was thinking of it the other day. Um, you know, obviously there's there's Easter eggs in gaming, but there's also very specific mm. references that games these days often tend to make to memes and, mm. you know, popular culture. So my question to you guys is, do you actually hate or you're okay when games actually drop references to memes in them? What, what's your take on that? What do you think, Mike? I'm okay with it. So... <laughs> I've been playing Underhero, a little bit of a sneak preview of one I played in this uh, this week. Oh, I don't think we've and... ever talked about that on the show. No, we did. Is that sarcasm? I don't, I don't know. What do you? No, mean? we did. We talked about Underhero. Did we? Yeah. Oh, you mentioned Swinney it. did a review on it. Yeah. For once, for once I actually remember. Yeah. <laughs> I know. No, we had before you joined, Mike. We had a bit of a. I said, "Do you reckon uh, Michael remember I talked about Underhero?" Yeah. And I said, and "Zero chance." Like, zero chance. <laughs> emphatically, ah, emphatically, you zero. Lose. I was like, I "Zero chance." Emphatically, <laughs> I didn't oh. review it, but I basically reviewed it across four episodes. Yeah. Or anything, so I think it was okay. So <laughs> I, I'm I'm just gonna go less to victim of kidnapping. Just give me a sec. Wait. Okay. okay. <laughs> Yo. Yeah. You gotta remember, people are listening in audio. A lot of people listen. All right, I'll jump into yeah. what your question just, well, is. Just, just based on audio, right? So, um, with Underhero, there's a lot of no way. Why, why are you jumping into stuff. Underhero? No, no, no. I'm just because I'm using it as an example oh, of a okay. game that's really good like that. Yeah, because <laughs> it's got a lot of funny sort of fourth wall breaking stuff, a bit of real world stuff, parody of other RPGs. And I love that stuff in in moderation because yeah. I think it can get too much. But if it's done really clever, really smart, I think it, it's pretty cool. It's funny. Yeah, I, I, yeah like I'm I'm normally like you have to use it very judicious judicious judicious. How do you say that word? Judiciously. Judiciously. Um, yeah. Just move on. Just move on. <laughs> no, he doesn't know how to say it either. Um, and I do find that sometimes it's a bit overplayed. My my kids were watching Sonic. By the way, kids. Under five or under seven, hmm. Sonic is like the god, and Mario is nothing. They hate Mario. Dude, <laughs> I, said, I said that the other week. Like, yeah, I know. Sonic it's is true, just man. like crazy over. I was at the show, remember? And I sent you the photo. The only showbag that was sold out was the Sonic showbag out of everything. Assassin's Creed wasn't sold out. Hmm. <laughs> Look, okay, can I just park that for one second? Yeah. 
an Assassin's Creed show bag. Show bags are things for kids, right? Know, Come it's on. so weird. Yeah. It is. Like, we had those, like, they cancelled those Assassin's Creed, like, Miss, <laughs> Miss, um, huh? Mr. Book, kids' books things, right? Because oh, they cancelled the them. I was going to buy them for you. How fucked is it that, like, I'm an Assassin's Creed fan. Look at my fucking hat, right? <laughs> nice it, hat. It is a game where you go around viciously murdering You're people. You're an assassin. It is the fucking bullshit that there's show bags made for kids. We need a GTA show bag. Oh, sorry. I mean, that was so better than the Assassin's Creed, to be fair. So anyway, sorry. Sonic. And then there's a reference. You know the Sonax meme? Where it's like Son- the poorly, poorly yeah. drawn Sonic thing? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So they show that in the movie, and then there's like some other meme references in Sonic Two as well. I'm like, eh, it was, it's so like fleeting, and like they don't make a big ha ha. See what we did here. See how cool we are. Which I'm fine with. Like as long as you sort of do. Oh that. my god, Mike's here. Mike's here. Mike's yeah, taking this. Finally taking. I didn't else. actually think. How do you see through that thing? Is it like? Oh, we can't hear you, Mike. This is like. Sorry, it's got, got little holes that are really hard to. to oh, sort wow. Of, the, okay. It's got two little slits, which is why when you switch it to a particular thing... Oh, it's right actually up, got right a gap Right up there. here, there's, there's a gap that you can see through, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. And you can put text, you can animate it, you can... I don't know. I, I think you leave it on the whole the show. Podcast. Yeah, put it on for the whole Dude, show. Dude, you know how hot it is? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, let's okay, jump fine. into what we've been playing. Okay, so I'm back. Oh, this looks stupid now. Well, okay, okay Sweetie, so... very quickly, what do you think about your own question? <laughs> that's, that's fine. Yeah, that's what do you fine. think about your own question? Skip so... right past me. No, no, I was I... waiting for you to jump in to say what you thought. But you're just I, didn't think, I, I didn't know you'd finished. <laughs> I was waiting for you to throw the button. Anyway, no, I was just going to say, look, I think it really depends. If a, if a game decided to, like, rickroll me in its game that always was already breaking fourth wall, I would laugh at that. Yeah. If a game's going to throw show, like, a troll face... And I'm like, eh, it's kind of like, yeah, it really depends, depends on the content. It depends. Yeah. It's not as anyway. simple, yes or no. But yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Mike, what have you been playing? Yeah. So uh, a little bit more of Days Gone. And by a little bit more, uh, was probably the primary game that I've been have playing. Have you clocked it yet? No, I haven't clocked it. It's it's really interesting because it's unlike Assassin's Creed or something where you get a big open world map and you can just go to pretty much any place you want to go to. Um, and there's a whole bunch of different things you can do. And there's all these side quests that you get overloaded with. In this one, at most, you kind of get two or three side quests, and you need to complete the main mission to get anything else. Oh. So never it never feels like you're sort of going, oh, shit, I got to go to do something else here. There's no oh, fetch quests gotta... kind of crap. No, definitely not, which is really cool. Um, is it really an so... open world game then? <laughs> like, isn't that kind well, of like a... Yeah, mm. I know what you mean. Yeah, it kind of isn't, it isn't. I mean, you're still free to go around and explore certain areas. It is locked, so the map... Has, has a limitation, so it stops you from going to another area right off the bat. Yeah, okay. um, but within the limitations that you get, you can still go and, you know, go to a camp before you're supposed to to clear it out and stuff like that. So, um, and I'm loving it, man. I like, Again, like I said last week, I highly recommend it. It's a really underrated game, in my opinion. Um, I'm into, you know, zombie and survival kind of games anyway and open world, and it's just, it's perfect. It's a perfect mix of all those things. Um, and I finally got to a horde that I just... Even with upgraded stuff, I, I'm I'm stuck. I can't do oh, it. Wow. So I have to go back to it later. It's it's really cool. Just seeing the animation of all the zombies and the way they yeah. flow. It's not quite as epic as what I remember seeing in the in the preview of the game before it came out when they showcased it. It doesn't feel quite that way, but it it's still it's really cool. It's really really cool. So I highly recommend. Did it. they ever explain why he's riding a motorbike? Given 
wouldn't that completely alert zombies all the time? Well, it does. It does. But that uh, seems so. so can, I know. Dumb. I know. You can get you can get silences for for your thing, which reduces the amount of noise yeah, you make okay. and stuff. And the game actually. Or you because, could drive a Tesla, and then. Or you fine. could drive a Tesla. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Let, let, let's ignore it's the. Not fact quite that as cool. <laughs> In Just case... drive into the horde and make the battery explode on them. Yeah, yeah exactly. Put the self-driving feature <laughs> and it will kill everyone. Beep, beep. <laughs> Press the zombie mode on. Um, yeah, let's completely ignore the fact that petrol has a shelf life. Although technically the game I think is only set two years or something after the, the start of the game when I think the mm. events started to happen. So, you know, it, it's still within a reasonable amount of time yeah, where petrol is still valid. Um, but that's one thing about zombie games or movies and stuff that I never get. They're like 10 years after the, the fact and they're still, you know, using petrol and shit like it's perfectly fine. My lawnmower doesn't work with petrol that's more than two years old. <laughs> it just doesn't work properly. But that's I, not I petrol, trying... that's like two-stroke though, but yeah. No, it's, it's still, it still uses 91, so... Really? It's, no, it's a four-stroke, it's a four-stroke. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a four-stroke with normal petrol, yeah. Oh, shit, okay. So, it's it's crazy, and it wasn't working at the start, and because and, it was it belongs to my yeah, it's gone off. dad. Oh. It's gone, and we didn't know why. We thought, oh, maybe it's screwed up, or it's got some <laughs> other issues, i got to fix all this shit, and then I'm like, hang on a minute, why don't I just change the petrol? Because <laughs> he, her, dad, her dad never did. Like, he had a can from about... <laughs> Honestly, seven or eight years ago that he's been using the same shit. Anyway, so, yeah, good game. Back to Days Gone. Highly recommend it. Very cool. Um, the other thing that I've been playing is a game that we have reviewed, as we were joking around earlier. Um, in <laughs> nice. the past, yes. if you could call it a review, we definitely covered it, and it's called Underhero. So I grabbed it on, on Switch because I feel like it's the perfect platform for this kind of game. And you were right, Swinney. Really cool humor. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm digging the combat. It's, it hasn't quite completely 100% clicked with me just yet, but I actually really love the novel approach. It's it's completely different to a lot of games that I've played. I mean, I know you dealt more with the, the you know, the Paper Mario style, I forget what you call it, type of um, combat. But to me, yeah, it was, it was a breath of fresh air. And whilst I admit the platforming and the, the actual world feels a little, uh, I don't know how to describe it, undercooked in some ways mm, yeah at the same time it's it has its own kind of little charm it, it kind of feels like a game that was made in game maker if that makes sense um but it's really cool and mm. this the humor is so good that that alone is actually driving me to keep playing the game because i just want to hear more stuff that they joke around it's really good yeah and the good thing as well is that like they play the long game with a lot of those jokes so a lot of them like running jokes across the whole game and they mm. pay off something that you set up is paid off really late in the game, so it's really cool. So, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, next up on the list, I doubled a little bit in Sniper Elite Five, which just came out, and I know Swinney, you played a bit of it as well. Yep. Um, I don't know how far you got into it. I was sort of mostly doing the first mission. Um, it's look, it's a solid game. It it's it reminds me so much of the original ones. Same combat type, same X-ray vision, bullet stuff. Mm-hmm. The reason um, why there's no B-roll. It's so gratuitous. Basically, it's super, yeah. It's <laughs> really, really bad. Yeah. Uh, but it's a solid game. I think anyone who's into the series worth worth playing. Um, I think anyone who isn't into it and wants to have a solid third-person shooter type of game, um, yeah, it's a really good solid game. If you have Game Pass, give it a go. Yeah, it's, I think... It's, sorry, go on, Tony. No, I was to say, like, it's made by Rebellion and they're just, they're just really solid developers. And I think hmm. that... It it looks great. It runs really good. I was playing on Series X, and I assume it probably runs the same on on the other platforms as well. But it's just, yeah, just a really well made game that I I 
only played like the first mission area as well. Um, but it's the kind of game that, yeah, I think you just have a blast with if you're into those kind of third person games. Mm-hmm. I wonder like the sales of this game because um, you just had uh, such a, a, a drought of AAA games mm-hmm. and it's like decently made, decently reviewed, not great or anything, but people just like, there are people who are out there Hey, I want to get a new game. I'm kind of bored. You know, what's mm. the latest thing that's come there? But the people, the publishers must be so happy with the current like window that they're selling into. Yeah, like I'd yeah, love to see time. the sales of this game. It's perfect timing. And what else, Mike? You're all, you don't have any microphone again. Of course. Sorry. I was, <laughs> I was, I was taking my mask off to everyone listening on the actual audio part. Sometimes I forget that we have the audio bit. Yeah, I think there's uh, more people that listen on audio, but yeah, go on. Well, you wouldn't have been able to yeah, hear it on bloody video. Or even. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Just... That's a good point. I know. <laughs> so uh, the, the other game that I played a little bit of, and I say a little bit not because I didn't like it or anything, but because I realized I could really get into this game. So I had to put it down to go, <laughs> I need to give it justice and actually play it when I have some proper oh, okay. time, um, is Dragon's Dogma. Now, we did say that we're going to also do a segment, so that's coming up too because it's a 10-year anniversary, so we'll go into more detail. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. So just from playing the beginning of the game and just just the, the way it feels and everything, really digging it. I can really... It feels like it's it's one of those games that I wish I'd picked it up a while ago. For some reason, I didn't. I've seen it on special before. Um, it looked cool. I just always went, ah, eh, it's not The Witch or anything. Oh, I got too many RPGs or whatever. <laughs> Um, but yeah, really, really cool. Um, seems, seems to be pretty solid at 30 on the Switch. And from what I'm hearing, a lot of people are kind of comparing it to Monster Hunter as in a, like a, a precursor oh. to the latest kind of Monster Hunter games. Is well, that we, we will true? be talking about Dragon's on the right, cool, So cool, cool. let's um, cover it then. Save it for then. So, so you might even, I uh, even quite like it, I think, um, into God, cause I know okay. obviously you're a big fan of Monster Hunter. So, um, and some cool mechanics from what I've seen so far. And we'll talk about it, hopefully, um, in a bit. And the last one uh, is Ori and the Will of the Wisps, which I think you were playing as well in Tagore. Yeah, haven't got a chance to play it again this week, but where are you up to? You're probably further than me. Well, without spoiling anything, uh, a watermill? I think, yeah, you're further. Yeah, opening up a watermill? Okay, I can't say anything else. Okay. But mm, yeah, I don't recall that. It's... I'm bad. You know how bad okay. I am with remembering these things. Yeah. Well, I... I'm way past the double jump. When I got him, like, hey, <laughs> that, that is, is the so milestone cool. Mike remembers all the time. It is. When did I so, get the double jump? How early? Well, so pe- pe- people who may not be uh, avid listeners uh, won't know that I am big into Metrovania kind of games, and I feel like a double jump is a quintessential element. I just love the feeling. I love the mechanic in every single game, and I love unlocking it because I know most of the games don't have it, and I just love when it's unlocked. Most of the games maybe don't a little, have a double jump. I think that that's most not... Most probably don't, actually. I don't yeah. think that's the, the no, correct I'm statement. Say, actually, maybe, maybe most I think don't. You're right. almost Shit. all Metroidvanias have a double jump. Uh, actually, yeah, probably. I you think should I need start to look a website. Into this now. I think I need to start a website. Can you start a website? It's, just it's like um, just when did it jump the shark? Yeah, 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 it doesn't have a double jump. Well, still I, did, games. I, I did start a draft of a list of games for a Metroidvania tier list we talked about ages ago, so maybe mm. we can start adding that to that list. Actually, Elden Ring doesn't have a mm. double jump. Yes. Yes, technically it does. <laughs> no, yeah. not technically, it does. Well, it does, but it's... You just have to be riding a horse yeah. to do it. Yeah, you have to do a yeah, torrent. Exactly. Or a horse thing. Um, but yeah, I, I, look. Horse like creature. 
Yeah, what is it? It, it looks more like a yak. It's a tyrant. Yeah, but it looks like a yak. <laughs> Come on, let's go. A yak horse. Anyway. It's so, a new. Uh, it's a new. Uh, okay. I don't know what that is. All right. <laughs> Intigo, anyway, what, have, what have you been playing? Over to you. What have you been playing? <laughs> so I've been playing uh, Splatoon 2's, not this, uh, you know, copy, but Splatoon 2's Octo Expansion. And I, I think there's a theme of my uh, games that I've been playing this week. It's just games that I've slept on or DLC that I've slept on. I played a tiny bit of this Octo expansion. So it's essentially DLC for Splatoon 2. It's now free as a part of um, the subscription to Nintendo Online's expansion pass. So if you have Splatoon 2. So Swinny, you've got Splatoon 2 from memory. I think you could play this now if you have the expansion pass. I do not own Splatoon 2. Oh, I'm, uh, we must have played like a demo weekend or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, and like... I only played a little bit of it and it didn't click with me immediately because I don't give anything any time. But I'm like, okay, I want to get back into this. I want to finish this before Splatoon 3 comes out. And man, it's super awesome. It's friggin' hard. Like, uh, Nintendo DLC, it's like low-key difficult. Like, the Fire Emblem DLC is ridiculous. And then this DLC, there's like literally some levels I had to skip because I'm like, I'm freaking playing them over and over and over again. And it's so precise. I think you'd actually like it, Mike. Like the, the shooting foot- mechanic is super precise. <laughs> I don't know the footage that's yeah, on the screen. At, the footage on the screen at the moment kind of gives me. I know it's different, but it kind of mm. gives me Astro vibes. Yeah. in terms <laughs> of like the kind of the way you go through the levels. What I what I really like about the DLC is so with the single player, it, it's definitely better than Splatoon One single player in my opinion. It's it's more of an actual game. The first game. It's single player. It was almost like just a tutorial for the weapons and, you know, like a bit of story, whereas Splatoon 2 expanded on this, but this takes it to a totally different level. It's, you know, very Mario-esque, Nintendo-esque of you have all these different mechanics and then they play around with it in each of the levels. There's like 80 levels and they're very challenging. Like some are pretty straightforward, but it's quite clever. Some of them, like some of them, it's almost like you're playing pinball using the mechanics of the game. This is just like one example that you're seeing on the B-roll now of like um, the splatter ball, I think it's called. But when you see different levels, it's completely different. Some of them are, it's like an on-rail shooter effectively because you're on rails, you're like shooting stuff. Some of those ones are so tricky because you have to be super precise. Like you have one shot for each thing. So you just like bang, you have to hit it each time with like a sniper rifle. It's super cool. So I clocked, I clocked this Octo expansion. Um, adding to my tally. I'm treating the DLCs as half games. That's my system, Swinney. I don't know. Cool. I make up the rules so I can do whatever I want. I think that's a fair <laughs> rule. The other thing is uh, I finally got my hands on one of these suckers. Ooh, or, yes. Yes, you actually, both did. Actually, two of these the suckers. Way, they're making fun of me, right? <laughs> they're making fun of me that we're mostly an audio podcast and they're showing shit on screen that <laughs> no one knows what it's about. Both of them. Both of them. They're talking about the N64 controller that you yes, can get for the for, Switch. For the Switch. Yeah, there you go. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, no, no, the sneezy ran again. Yeah. Uh, Whoa, those are official proper. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm losing it. I'm losing it, people. Gesundheit. Oh, you're getting it again. Damn. Oh, so I just got... hold five 64 controllers up just to beat your two. So I. I... Didn't get these when they first released them. I thought, ah, you know, they've got the Nintendo controllers still available. And then they sold out like pretty much straight away. And I was like, ah, a bit of FOMO. And then they added all that, all those features into um, Mario 64 in that collection, Swinny, where you can use 
the 64 controller to play Mario 64. And I'm like, I just have to have it now. <laughs> like, I have yeah. to get it. So, Especially with the camera control. Like, yeah. Yeah. Thing. It just doesn't feel, it never felt right. Um, so the other thing I've been playing uh, this week was they have a demo for Mario Strikers. So you'd be happy with this, Mike. Um, so they're going to have some online tests, as Nintendo normally does with these multiplayer games. So this is for Mario Strikers Battle League, and it's released on the 10th of June. So it's one of the few games that's actually coming out probably of note. A couple of things, like Mario sports games always feel very light these days. Like they just feel very unfleshed out and they build the content through like a year and a half of updates. And I'm just not a fan of how they're doing this. Well, especially considering Nintendo has been very spotty with what games they do and don't update. Like a game yeah. like Super Mario Party. Was it Super Mario Party? The, that was the worst of all. Yeah, yeah the first like, Mario Party on the Switch. Yeah. That's, a, that's a game that people are like, oh, no, they're going to update this and... You know, it didn't look sure it got the online multiplayer, but 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 that that was like two years after it came out. Yeah, and just because the next game was coming out, I think it was almost like a PR move that they did that because that was like one of the 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 backstory is you couldn't play online Mario Party, and it was like in the pandemic or like you know just before it, so Mm. it's like one of the great games you could potentially play, right? Um, So with this game, one thing is. Man, the mechanics are like very crazy in this game, right? Like, I, I I can't really recall the GameCube or Wii games like in this series. So that's where the Mario Striker series is from. But you have heaps of like weird mechanics in this, like shot canceling. So not only can you like try to take your shots, you can actually cancel out of your shots. There's like dodging, tripping, tackling, like all this other kind of stuff. But like lots of nuances on all of them. But having said all of that, just playing around with it a bit, going through the tutorials. I just don't think there's going to be enough there. Like, it's just one of those games I just think I'm going to skip. And it's kind of a shame. I feel like if they if they put a little bit more love into these sports titles, I'm, like, on the, on the borderline of, like, I'd probably get most of them. But just because they're sort of, like, they don't have enough love in these games, I just, you know, I don't know. This is not quite I, for me, so... Can, no, we com- can we confirm that, like, the demo gives you full visibility on what modes there are and everything you know so the features but the modes have been announced okay and it's like there's some cool stuff but it's not you can see with um even the more expanded previews that the media agencies have had there's not it's like a very classic it's it's super obvious it's a classic uh nintendo move now that they're doing with these sports titles where it's pretty relatively bare bones like from the start Mm. and whether it will actually expand out um, but one game that I do love, and another one that I have been sleeping on, is Cadence of Hyrule, Crypt of the Necrodancer, featuring The Legend of Zelda. Just a simple title that rolls. I'm not sure if it has anything to do with the lack of popularity in this game, having like I... a title that's so long. I don't know if that's ever going to resolve, because it's sort of like... Oh, there we go. Look at that. It goes the whole length of the thing. Oh my god! I appreciate. I appreciate that's you. Awesome. I appreciate you putting the whole thing in our run sheet. That's. Uh, that's I, I know like you'd like that. I, I also like appreciate it. that you showed people a case in a video. <laughs> no one knows what the hell you were, you just did. He showed us the the, the Nintendo <laughs> Switch case, and it's so literally awesome. the full length of the case. Yeah, the spine it has the title, and they've made the font a bit tighter, and it still just barely fits in. This game, I also played this for like 10 minutes when I first bought, like got it as a gift. 
And I'm like, ah, okay, it just doesn't really clip, click with me totally, even though I love like rhythm games and things like that. And because I went on a holiday, I could only bring my Switch. Sorry, guys. I could only bring my Switch. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to just play this game. And dude, like, I fucking love this game. This game is awesome. Like, I, I also have Crypt of the Necrodancer, and I do like it a lot, but obviously, I gotta be real, like, putting the Zelda IP over it, it's just awesome. Like, and it's like a traditional Zelda. It's kind of crazy how they've done it. It's more Crypt of the Necrodancer, but you would love this, Winnie. It's like, like at one point I get, and not to spoil it too much, but you get like a hook shot. And then you can, it expands out the rest of the game and stuff. I'm like, this is like sick. And I'll just say straight up, I, I'd rarely recommend games for you, Swinny, but I would definitely look at getting this game when it goes on sale, at least. It's, you know, just looking at Deku deals, it's gone as low as like 26 bucks. To me, that's a freaking steal with 26 bucks, man. Sorry, this B-roll, it's a YouTube clip. I just wanted the guy to get the bloody chest. I know, I've been watching him go around and fall off all the bloody time. <laughs> I know, I know, yeah, I know. Uh, was that I, your gameplay? Was that yeah, no. yeah, this is my gameplay. Oh, I was gonna ask that you, was you. <clears throat> no, it's not me, you idiot. Yeah. Whoever it is, you, you, you even you. got an F on the screen for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it's an awesome game. Like, just say so if you don't know what uh, Crypto the Necrodancer is, essentially it's a rhythm game where you can only move when it's to the beat of the song. And it's also the same as attacking. So you, any moveset has to be to the beat of the song. And the enemies will move in a rhythm as well to the beat of the song. So for me, it's like, like very much reminiscent of a hybrid, I'd say, of kind of like, you know, the Oracles game slash Link to the Past in terms of visual style, maybe Minish Cap as well a little bit. And just like an awesome rhythm game and the music, it's just like, I love this game, man. I'm like really champing at the bit to like go back and play it more, like and have time to play it. But um. Like I said, I really recommend. Like I, I think even with you, Mike, it, it'd be interesting to see how much you'd like uh, Crypto the Necrodancer. I that, have it. Oh, yeah. okay. I need, I haven't played it uh, Should, more than like about gotta, two minutes. But give yeah. it like an hour's worth of gameplay because okay. it's like it's one of those games. Once it starts clicking, it's like okay, you, you, this is kind of fun and it's kind of like a cool dynamic. So mm-hmm. highly recommend this game. I'm definitely gonna clock this game. Um, and Swinny, what have you been playing? Mm, clock. Hey, we're all bringing right, it yes. back, baby. What? Have first you clocked all, anything this week? First of all, alongside my 64 controller, I also got myself packs of playing cards. Oh, I, I have the Mario one. Ah, I have the cool. Mario one. So very expensive for what they are, and the kind of things you look at and you're like, I don't know if I ever want to use these. Yeah, are we ever going to use them, or are they just for collecting? I don't know, but they look good. At least it's a clear case, so at least you can kind of look at them. But anyway... It's oh, you got some too. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't get those other ones because I thought they didn't look as good. What am I doing, wasting money on, hey, it's got, on these masks when I could ting- just be buying this it's instead? Got tingle on the background. Okay? What, what's Joker, cool? So, I, like, for people, if they're clueless of what we're talking about again, uh, Nintendo Australia has finally opened a Nintendo store. But the mm. cool thing is, they fill it with a lot of Japanese stuff that mm. the American store doesn't get. So, I actually love that. Like, I, I want them to do more of that shit. Mm. All right. In terms of games, I've been playing. So, right after the show last week, I said, you know, we we finished the show pretty late, and I'm like, I'm going to sit down, I'm just going to kind of just play a game, and I found a game that I didn't know existed that had come out like two weeks ago, and I just bought it, and let's just say I stayed up for quite a bit longer than, than what time? after what the time show you last week. I don't know, probably like 2.30, 3 o'clock. Oh, yeah, fair enough. It's kind of... Uh, <laughs> 
yes, Mike, you will not shop. You will not shop after buying that mask. Um, so what what is this game? This game is called PictoQuest. And what is it? It's a bloody Picross RPG. And I'm like, I didn't even know this game existed. Now, it's not a brand new game for other platforms. Yeah, that's it's, what I was going to say. Yeah, but I didn't okay. know, first of all, this game existed. Oh, Plus, really? It had just oh, got it just got an Xbox release. And from what I can tell, because I, I swear I would have known it otherwise, I think it's actually the first Picross-style game that's actually ever been released on an Xbox platform. No. Yeah, I think it is. So Really? This, the, like the Switch is I could have cornered the market. <laughs> yeah. So, but that's maybe there's something I haven't seen before in, in that's been released in maybe the last like 12 months or something, but I swear I would have known otherwise. So, anyway, Picto Quest is so it's a very, it's it is a Picross game through and through with some light RPG elements, but even then it's like, uh, it's more the fact that they put it in like the trappings of an RPG and that you're a hero going in a quest. Because basically, when we say RPG mechanics, it's more like okay, you've got you've got HP and you've got enemies that have like attack skill and and they like they attack you as you play through. But honestly, I, I I quite liked it. The game is actually if you're a veteran of Picross games, and for anyone who doesn't know Picross games, um, there are sometimes called nonograms or paint by numbers, where you basically got a grid with the numbers on on the ends. Um, and they give you clues which, you know, things you need to knock out and or put X's on. And it's for a Picross veteran or vet, vets, this game will be so easy for you. And the problem is it's so short as well. That's why I never picked it up. So I I own so many Picross games on the yeah. Switch. It's sad. It's like, I think, like eight or nine Picross games I've got. <laughs> and this is one of the few that I didn't buy, actually. I thought you knew about this, but... Um, no, I didn't know yeah, about this. Yeah, it's just way too easy, the puzzles. It's, like, ridiculously easy. There's a few at the end where they, they get to the 20 by 20 or sure. whatever that, that are a little tougher, but... Or not 20, it's, like, 25 by 20 or whatever, but it's... I think the the problem is also they repeat puzzles in the game. Yeah, it's yeah. So, so because I'll have certain things where they go, okay, you've got X amount of time, or redo this puzzle without making a mistake. So they've got some nice twists and turns. But look, I think if it's under five dollars, or maybe the five dollar price point makes sense for for this game. I think more than that, you, you're better off buying any other Picross game. How, how much was it on Xbox? I can't remember oh. off the top of my head. So because the lowest it's um, ever been on Switch is like seven bucks, PS4 is like twelve bucks. So yeah. So look, it wouldn't surprise me if I spent like twelve, thirteen bucks. Yeah. So I saw it and I'm like, I'm buying this right away. It's like a <laughs> I just, I'm just shocked. Dude. This is the. This may be. I need to write down the episode number. This might be the one game I've heard of and know about that you didn't know about. That's amazing to me. Probably yeah. It's an it's RPG the first time as well. I heard that. This is this is a record, and for it's the an show. RPG well, too. Yeah, well, this that's is the thing. The first time I heard that's that. the thing is, I it isn't an up. It isn't an RPG, but it's, it's got RPG trappings. It's TA? got RPG trappings. I don't know. It's not, and ah, I would vote okay. against it as well. So, I would vote against um, it because I know about this game. It's not an yeah. RPG, but yeah. Nah, mm. nah. So the next game mm. I've been playing, which uh, starting my trio of Game Pass games this week is a game I was looking forward to quite a bit called Little Witch in the Woods. Mm-hmm. So this game is a game preview game. It's from a South Korean studio called Sunny Side Up. Like, I've had mine on it for a while when I saw it, you know, it's been, like, in preview footage for a while just because I just really liked the look of the game. It's got really nice pixel art. It looks art. sick. Uh, it looks great. Looks like, the art style is awesome. Yeah. Really good. And 
the game is basically like you play you know as as a like witch's apprentice and you the, the game is basically like a crafting potion making sim where you go around town completing quests gathering materials and exploring and stuff it's not really an action game or anything but on honestly i'm not a big fan so uh, uh. so far and i think the look this is a game preview game and i toyed with the idea of whether or not i want to actually cover those games as part of my resolution now i did the anacrusis i've done unsold and this one and the reason why it's just this game feels really unfinished it, it literally is unfinished like you can't compl- yeah. the chapters aren't all there yet mm. and the problem is as well that this game in the first 10 minutes of the game is just nothing but dialogue for 10 minutes and it's <laughs> honestly very inane it's not interesting at all I don't like I just like, like get me the gameplay and I think I've watched other reviews of it as well and everyone has the same thing it's just like it takes too long to get into it um, it puts you off and then your character generally moves so slow like in the footage at the moment that's the character running Whoa. and it's like <laughs> yeah and there's no fast travel in this game either so but look, there is some good stuff. Like as I said, the sprite arc is, art is great. The the characters, you know, the faces they make and everything are really adorable, really really nice. Um, and you like go around. You actually have to sketch items into your book, into your encyclopedia, yeah, cool. which is pretty cool. Um, and it's got some neat mechanics. But honestly, this is one I really think you should wait for it to hit full release. So, can I just say this reminds me of a project where you're pulling like you're pulling your weight. So like the art department. And then the rest of the, you know, programmers and everything, you're like, fuck, look how awesome this fucking looks, man. Like, do I have to do everything in this goddamn project? Like, um, there's some, from a gameplay standpoint, like, there's some cool stuff here, but I just think it's incomplete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And the next one is a game by the name of Jurassic World Evolution 2. Ah, want to hear about this one? (laughs) Yeah, so I... Obviously, I'd heard about the first game. You know, basically, this is like Jurassic World cross with Sim City, a Sim game, and in a lot of ways. But I'd never played the original, so I, this was a fresh experience to me to go into this. And honestly, this game is fantastic. Really, I think it's, I think wow. it's an awesome, awesome game. What I wow. tell me so more. So it's, you know, with Sim games, when you move that stuff to a controller, often that stuff is terrible. Big. Yeah. Well. Look, there's games like you SimCity on the SNES that work around it because it's built from the ground up, right? This feels like it's actually they went in from the ground up and said, okay, we're going to make this work on both a mouse and keyboard and and controller because the interface and the UI is all fantastic and it feels really great. And just so far, like what I've played, the game looks awesome. Like you zoom up closer to details and it looks great. You zoom out and it obviously looks nice as well. Mm. Um, and the fact that like, the, tu- the tutorial they have is like tutorials are so important in this kind of game. Mm-hmm. I think it's fantastic, and it's even got a fake Chris Pratt voice, <laughs> which which oh. actually I liked. It made me laugh. So it's like the Chris Pratt character from Jurassic World, but it's not him. Oh, like a sound so, alike. <laughs> yeah, like a sound alike. Well, I say sound alike, it doesn't sounds nothing like Chris Pratt, but whatever. Oh, anyway, okay, interesting. But, yeah, I think, look, I think this is a really, really good game. Um, I'm actually hoping to get back to it uh, at some point because it just feels like it feels so well made. And if you if you haven't played a sim game in a while, I think this is probably a great place to jump mm. in. And it's okay. on, on Game Pass, so you can try it out. And the last game I played is one that I've been looking forward to talking about for a while. And I'm so, was so happy when they announced it's going to Game Pass. And I'm going to butcher the name of it, but... Umurangi Generation, specifically the special edition, the, the fancier version. So what is this game? 
Now, this game did have buzz when it came out in 2020. Uh, just got ported to Xbox, and that's what, you know, added to Game Pass. But I've been wanting to try it for a while. This is actually from a solo New Zealand developer. Oh, cool. And uh, the whole time I was, like, heard about this game, I had just assumed the title was a reference. It was a Japanese name or something, because it just, I didn't, I didn't even click. It's actually a Maori word. Uh, you And this game is actually set in New Zealand. In, in, ah, uh, cool. What's the, I'm probably going to say Tauranga is it? Um, so huh? it's it's Tauranga is a is a city in New Zealand. I, I, that's probably saying that horribly, but uh, Joe Giles is probably going to be cursing at me throughout this whole yeah, segment. True. You're going to have cuz off, do you? I don't think that yeah. city has those kind of buildings in it. But okay, this is in near future. <laughs> near future. Ah, right. Okay. Right. The near right. future. <laughs> thousand years. But what is the actual game? So this game is basically a photography sim mixed with like a Tony Hawk style point system and like objective system. So basically you're put into a level and you said, oh, it says, hey, go photograph these different things. And then as a bonus, you can get these things. And if you do it in a certain amount of time, you get a bonus and you get money for each photo you take. And at the end of the level, you get a score. And then, you know, you can obviously work to better that score and stuff. But what what's really cool is this game, you know, you've got games like Pokemon Snap where they're obviously very, you know, like it's not trying to replicate anything about real photography in any way whereas this game actually they give you different lenses like wide angle lenses yeah, I saw that. Like, yeah. yeah awesome. like different like it tries to actually replicate a DSLR camera which yeah. is really really cool and a lot of that's because the developer uh Naftali Faulkner they're inspired to make the game the gameplay after showing their cousin how to use a DSLR camera <laughs> cool and they made this game in like 10 months um and it's 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 basically as I said, set in the in like a near future city where aliens have invaded and, and the government's trying to like you know protect the cities. Mm. But it's actually the subtext is is about uh, colonization and everything like that. So it's got a really really cool really cool themes to it and what it's trying to actually talk about. And some of that is um, it's based on the concept of what's called respectful design, something that I've just kind of learnt about, which is like creating art that values like in- inclusivity culture and uh. using res- responsible creative methods to talk about the you know the cultures and everything and the world like a lot of it's also was th- they made this game as a bit of a, like a response to how the australian government handled the bushfires and everything like that oh. so it's very relevant obviously to our interests and and where mm. we are and i think this is a really cool game it's not going to be for everyone but it's also a pretty it's a nice game you pick up and you can play through for a few hours it's not very long you can spend a bit more time in the creative mode and everything but i think it's it's really neat it's got just a cool vibe to it and a really banging soundtrack that's like a mix ah, of, awesome it's like a mix of almost like drum and bass synth wave and like trip hop it's like yeah. a really cool soundtrack so, so it took the, it took it took this guy 10 months to make this whole thing by himself? 10 months to make the game. Dude, that is so impressive. I mean, think about what what have... Okay, don't take... What have I done in the last 10 months? Well, you had a resolution to make a game. Oh, compared to... This is insane. This is amazing. He would have completed your resolution uh, in that year that you made it. Easy. And then some. I know. I made a baby in in the period of 10 months, so that's pretty good. I mean, that's something. You you put effort in for about a minute. So no, ninety seconds at least, buddy. Ninety seconds, okay, whatever. Close, <laughs> but they were good ninety seconds. Damn right. <laughs> all right, that's all you've been playing, Swinny. Yep, that's enough. I can't. I always forget. Are you going to try to play every single Game Pass game that's available? Added to Game Pass in twenty twenty two. 
How long do you reckon it would take to try to catch up to everything that's available? I'm not trying to play everything that's available and get fun. I just think it would be cool video. I just think it would be cool video. That's what he said he wanted to do, yeah. How cool would that video be? You guys don't pay attention to me, I swear. Nah, sure. What's that say? Every game that's added in 2022 to Game Pass, I'm attempting to play with a couple of exceptions. Okay. This is what I think of that. People can't see, Mike. <laughs> yeah, but people on the podcast think I said nothing, so... <laughs> Alright, let's jump into the news. PlayStation boss Jim Ryan was on a tear this week, dumping a bucket load of juicy info during a recent business briefing. What did our favourite non-CIA agent have to say? Spoilers, <laughs> I didn't know that it was CIA. Um... So on PC and mobile releases. So plan is for half of PlayStation releases to be on PC and mobile by the end of the fiscal year 2025. Quote, PlayStation Studios historically has executed wonderfully in the delivery of a strong portfolio of narrative-rich, graphically beautiful single-player games. But it's certainly the case that we have restricted ourselves to a rather narrow portion of the gaming market. By expanding to PC and mobile, and it must be said... Also to live services, we have the opportunity to move from a situation of being present in a very narrow segment on the overall gaming software market to being present pretty much everywhere. So according to their graphs, the split of platforms would be at the end of FY22, 75% to consoles, 15% to PC, 10% to mobile, and then by the end of FY 2025, half would be consoles... 30% 30% PC and 20% mobile with PS4 releases phased out by 2025. Please, please God. And we're already starting <laughs> to see more of this. So Steam DB, the little snoops that they are, spotted a returnal PC port, which is very obvious that that will happen. Hopefully it yep. finds another audience there as well. So what do we think about this, boys? I mean, well, do you go first, Winnie? Yep. I'm just wondering, what is that 10% of mobile by the end of, this financial year. What well, is that 10%? I thought they, they've bought some studios, haven't they? Yeah, but I'm mobile. just wondering. Like, I, I was looking at mobile games that are, like, related to PlayStation, and there's games there, but they're all games that have, you know, been out for ages. I'm like, are they yeah. going to be announcing some new mobile titles this year? Or maybe acquisitions. Hmm. I don't, I don't know. I don't know, like, what they actually have at the moment from a mobile this- offering. Well, there's got older games like Run, Sackboy, Run. There's yeah, like an no, Until Dawn game. But um, that's what I'm saying. Like, I was looking at are there games that are put out this year because that 10% seems really high for this year. No, no, that's fair anyway. enough. I, I just can't no. remember if they acquired anything that was making mobile games, but maybe I'm wrong. Hmm. Hmm. Mike? Uh, Mike? Yeah, so look, I am all for... Hmm accessibility in, in terms of letting as many people play a particular game as possible on whatever platform, especially in a year when it's hard to get your hands on some of these consoles, um, as has been the case in the last couple of years. Uh, and they're not particularly cheap either, so 750 Australian bucks to be able to play some of these games if you want to. Relatively high for some people. Whereas if you already have a PC, hey, awesome. You know, why not be able to play these games? So I'm not talking about it from a business perspective that's a whole different story and what strategically they should be doing but from a consumer perspective hell yeah the more of these games come to pc the better i i have a few friends who exclusively play on pc and they're always saying oh i wish i could play bloodborne i wish i could play this and now they're starting to be able to play some of those games which i think is freaking awesome so 
strategically, it's pretty cool. Um, 30%, that's a, that's a huge jump when you think about it. For a company that used to be exclusively console, because that's what PlayStation was, going to only half of their sales, and you got to keep in mind well, that... Well, half their releases. Well, half, half their releases. releases. Um, that, that's a good point as well. You got to keep in mind that, um, from from my understanding, consoles don't consoles themselves don't tend to make profits. They can even be a loss. So it's really the games that they get a lot of the money from. And of course, we're talking about you know third party games as well, not just their own games. Um, but going to fifty, that's 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 a huge jump, I think. So for for a consumer, freaking awesome. Um, I mean, I, I, I other than the hardest Sony. PlayStation fanboys that for whatever reason want a particular game to only be on their console. I just can't see why anyone would not want this I to would, happen. I was about to say, Mike, not everyone's happy. There's people literally going around saying, no, they're taking away our exclusives. Nah. We're Who cares? PC. I'm just like, I don't think so there's what? Really people saying that. That's just like a few people and they're amplified. It's like well, super minority, I'd imagine. They, yeah. well, all, they do exist. That's all I'm saying. They're yeah, sure. But I mean, I mean like, mate, I could find someone who. You know, I don't want to say some extreme view, but you know what I mean? Like, uh, just, it's just the internet. They exist, they exist. No, but I look like, I think, like, I, I, I want to pick that point up, though, because they've mm. been very conservative rolling out these games. Extremely conservative, right? Like, rolling out games, really testing the waters, like games that are very old, and it's like, okay, we'll bring them on PC. We'll see what the reaction of people is, right? Because I do think, you know, you could easily see a situation where people are like, why do I have a PlayStation if it's all going to come on PC? This is bullshit. Like, I'm, I feel ripped off. Mm-hmm. And that did not eventuate. Like, yeah, you've got a few couple of nutcases who, you know, go, oh, this is bullshit. I thought it was exclusive. Da, da, da. Who cares? Like, you know, you've got your PlayStation. You know, they'll never release these games day and date. I don't see that happening. Like, I think they're always going to go on PlayStation first. And then maybe it's a year later. It's almost like a cinema model, you know, going out to the cinemas and then on streaming services you know, 90 days later or 30 days later or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's worked. It's really worked for them. You know, they're getting millions of sales. Like Days Gone had a million sales just on PC. It's insane, right? Which is awesome. For a game that was already made that yeah. they ported, which wouldn't have cost it Well, much, that one in particular, really, because speaking. that was Unreal Engine. So that would have been probably yeah. even more straightforward to port. Um, and then it's also, I just wonder how many people double dip. Like how many people mm. play God of War on play, PS4 and then it's like, okay, you get a better version on PC and it was like three, four years ago I played it. Well, okay, maybe I'll get it again and play it on the Steam Deck imagine, and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So mm. I just see the upside to this. And I, I do hope that certain games like Returnal get like a second wind on PC. I feel like that's almost like a more of a PC crowd, a game like Returnal. So mm. it's going to be yep. interesting. And I think, yeah, like Days Gone, different homes for different games. So I think this is just a kind of a no-brainer for PlayStation. Uh, also, they're not done with acquisitions. So Mm-mm. five acquisitions in the last fiscal year, Housemark, Nix's Software, FireSprite, Bluepoint, and Valkyrie. So acquisitions of Bungie and Haven Studios are underway and invest in, they've invested in Discord, Devolver Digital, and Excelbyte. So, quote, in terms of future M&A activity... The answer to that is that we are not at all finished with our strategy of trying to grow PlayStation Studios inorganically. As we transition from our historic game development strategy to a much broader and much wider market reach than we enjoy today, it is very likely that inorganic stimulus will be required to help us uh, realize these dreams. 
I, I kind of laugh because I feel like I'm back at work, like listening to this kind of like talk. But um, <laughs> it's funny the word organic and inorganic because I, I must admit there's a, you know, Colin Moriarty is one of the biggest like PlayStation pundits. He's always banging on about PlayStation only does organic growth, like studios they work with, like Housemark, and then, you know, build them up and then buy them out or grow internally. And so it's it's quite funny to hear them say specifically inorganic Um but uh, Mike, what do you, what do you reckon in terms of potential? Like, what what are they going to be trying to go for? I guess is the question. Ah, from an acquisition a f- point of view, a, a few really cool uh, remakes. So, so we're t- we're talking about. I'm talking thinking specifically about the acquisitions they've already got. Um, they're they're getting really cool developers. So, Blue Point, uh, they did the the remaster of uh, Demon Souls. Freaking amazing! If a company like that did a remaster of 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 a game like Bloodborne, and we talked about this in the past, instant buy for me. I I, I was so really 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 um, happy with the way uh, Demon Souls turned out as, as the remake. That yeah, it'll just be an instant buy. Um, and then of course you know House House Mark House Mark. I keep thinking House Marquee. Um, they have a they have a particular type of game that they make that they're really good at making because they i believe they also did resogun from memory yeah um obviously they did returnal and it's the kind of game that i think it's they're awesome fun games i've got a couple of friends who are really into that i have one specific friend who plays resogun to death um he clocked returnal he he's really into those kind of games um so yeah i i i think the the particular companies they're going for are, are pretty good they're pretty smart i think it's it's good companies to to be gobbling up um how about you so what, what do you reckon they're gonna go for yeah look i it's interesting to look at the the type of companies they're buying obviously they're buying companies that are specializing in certain things but also they aren't japanese studios mm. um and mm. at some point you gotta think they may be interested in picking up a smaller japanese studio i think a studio like level five because I was just double-checking if Level 5 are actually owned by any other entity, and it seems like they're still independent. Huh. Um, that would make perfect sense, because I've worked directly and with PlayStation before and on exclusives and things like that. And it just it's, I was just thinking, okay, in terms of Japanese studios, a lot of them, everyone's like, oh, you're Square Enix, oh, you're that. Like, to me, they'd be looking at <laughs> smaller studios that have a really um, good track record of putting out great, single player experiences now they talk they're talking a lot about live service and we'll mention it in a, a moment soon but yeah like they i can't see them picking up something like platinum with the state of platinum currently yeah. unless they can get them for maybe really cheap and then basically have you know access to that ip as well so I just thought it would have made more sense for them to do a licensing deal with a konami like a 10-year licensing deal and be able to make like castlevania silent hill like those type of games. Because mm. I always kind of have now bonded them more to PlayStation, amazingly. Even though... Yeah, same. In I, my head, I'm the same, I can yeah. definitely tell you a million more Nintendo Castlevania games. Like Advance, DS, Nintendo, Super Nintendo games. But for some reason, well, Symphony hang, hang of on, the you've Night... you've got 999,996 to go. Okay, I'll keep going. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> Aria of Sorrows. No, um... And, and even with all saying that, I think Symphony of the Night being kind of almost like the landmark of that series for a lot of people, it, it totally bonded it to PlayStation for me. 
And then, I mean, but every Castlevania since then has not been exclusive to PlayStation. So. I know, but I'm just saying. I'm like, this except is, for this is how sorry, I feel. For, you can't tell me how yeah. I feel. Except okay, for the, there were a couple of PS2 games, but I mean, that's a long time ago. I know, but I'm just saying this is how I feel about yeah. it. Like, I'm the same with Silent Hill. Exactly yeah, the same thing. Yeah. And I know they've been on other platforms. Yeah. But same as Metal Gear Solid. Is, Metal Gear Solid is PlayStation Gear, for me. Yeah. Like it Even just, it's, on Xbox, it's disgusting it's on that it's on Xbox. Oh no, you were just talking <laughs> Castlevania. That's why. So. Yeah, no, but I'm just saying, like some of these games, like I would thought they would have pushed into that, but I think the obvious thing to point out is. They're going to be looking at live service stuff even more. Like even with the acquisition of Bungie, they still don't have enough live service talent. Like, uh, and even if they grow that talent internally, they still probably need to bring in more inorganically, as Jim Ryan says. So I'm not sure. Like, you know, is that a like? A, I know that it's going back to the stupid rumor kind of mill, but like it does make sense for like studios more like a Ubisoft because they do so much live service stuff. And they're in a weird spot at the moment as well. I can't see them going down the Japanese route, given that they, um, you know, have devolved, uh, uh, dissolved, sorry, uh, Japan studio and all the stuff that they've mm. done there. And they're very American-centric at the, as well at the moment and European-centric. Just, yeah, but what I was thinking was if they were to go that route, that's why I was looking at what option there because it's kind of like, okay, if they wanted to diversify further, yeah. that would be, Level 5 would be a company that I think would be a good fit for them, so... Yeah, I'd probably say it would be different. I'd almost think um, like maybe more of a Korean studios because there's a lot of Korean studios we are not very familiar with, but they're absolutely dominant in live service. It's almost like more of a live service market, those areas. Um, so that would be potentially one you know, uh, avenue. So investment in new versus existing IPs. So the plan is for Sony to invest 50-50 in new versus existing IPs by fiscal year 2025. Quote, new IP is the lifeblood of all entertainment and SIE is significantly increasing the amount that it is spending in this space. So in FY19, 23% were new IP versus 77 existing IP. Uh, FY22, new IP investment increased to 34% and that will obviously increase to 50-50. That is awesome. I'm a big fan of this. I'm a huge fan of this, yeah. So someone who, not to bag Nintendo out, but to someone who thinks that Nintendo just flog a dead horse to bits with their IPs, I'm really glad that they're going for something like this. Um, and, you know, again, not to not to bag Nintendo, but there were certain games that I played, like Mario Golf, for example, that I think would have been... You're totally benefited. bagging Nintendo. What are you talking about? <laughs> not to I'm bag Nintendo, but that fucking Too Japanese... Too much flogging. <laughs> uh, that there's a... There's a few of their games that I think I would have enjoyed more if it wasn't a Mario game. If it was exactly the same mechanic, same idea behind it, but just not with a Mario IP in it. So I, I'm looking forward to this. Like some of the coolest, most recent IPs, if you look at Horizon Zero Dawn, even Days Gone, there's, there's so many cool IPs that, and don't get me wrong, God of War is also an amazing game on an old IP, but there's so many cool newish IPs that are absolutely fantastic that that I'm hoping there's more innovation and more cool stuff like that coming out. I think, I think, like, can I just say though, like, I think your example of like Mario golf is kind of a poor one because I think that's an example of, you know, like it doesn't serve it having a new IP. Like there's no reason. I think it's almost like 
There's yeah, other okay, games like Luigi's Mansion yeah. where you could go, yeah. they could create a new IP instead of using yeah. Luigi and, yeah. you know, integrate that in further. And I think Splatoon's one of the best examples of that. Like, I, mm. I wouldn't be surprised if they were, like, debating internally, how do we make this a Mario thing, you know? They and I'm so did. glad they yeah, did. Yeah, they were probably thinking yeah, about it. Yeah, but it's it. good that they didn't. Did, yeah. I mean, the one thing I didn't mention, I know it's going all the way back to the Octopath thing, Swinney, though, is this metal in the Octo expansion, like, literally metal music. That they have in it. It's it's like because it's a new IP, Splatoon. Relatively, I mean, it's seven years old now, um, but it's so cool that they can do that. They just never would be able to do that in Mario or Zelda or anything like that. So, but how, how about you, Swinny? What do you think of uh, new IP versus old IP? Bring it on! Um, yeah. It's the track record of creating new IP alongside even like second, third party developers. You know, like look at Last of Us, right? Um, you know, these kind of studios yeah. that they bring on, they eventually buy out. But uh, yeah. it's kind of, they've, it, then they can also rehash and remaster all those new IPs when they eventually need more money. So, yeah. I'm, I'm like an extremist with the IP thing because I hope that they don't make uh, Elden Ring 2. Like, I'm like, it's just make a DLC and then that's it. It's done. Never go back to it. Like, yeah, but I'm an extremist. I'm an extremist. I mean, I know that, and I'm, I'm I'm with you as well. And I think it it doesn't need to have one. But if you look at something like Dark Souls, it's a second game by name, but really it's a different game, right? The lore is different from Dark Souls one to Dark Souls two. The mechanics might be the same, but it's a totally different world. So it, it's probably the equivalent. They'll make yeah. an Elden Ring, but it doesn't have to be Elden Ring. It'll be an open world Elden Ring like kind of game. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. And then other tidbits. So PlayStation VR two. We'll have over mm. 20 games at launch, including first-party games. Uh, Sony has two unannounced live service games in development. The rumors are Twisted Metal by Fire Spray, Last of Us Online title, Guerrilla Games Online title, and Firewalk title. Uh, God of War, Horizon, Gran Turismo TV shows are in the works. You know with Gran Turismo, Swinney, is that a TV show or a movie? I so- thought it was a movie. So there's two reports out there, one oh, saying okay. movie, one saying... I just included this because it was it came from Sony Entertainment directly yeah. or whatever the, the division SIA, was. Or, yeah. um, or, oh, the, oh, it's a different like, one. It's the media one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, that's why I put it there. They did... They've, they're saying... There's some things out there saying that they're trying to get Neil Blomkamp for a yeah. Gran Turismo movie, so... Um, and yeah, they said Nev, Nev Campbell has joined the, the cast of a Twisted Metal TV show that I wow. didn't even know existed. That I actually has a Oh, you didn't know about the show? Oh, okay. No, I didn't know about it. Yeah, so Nev Campbell joined. But there's actually like all the people on there are legit actors. Like yeah, no yeah, joke actors. There's a lot of names in it. Yeah. It's like so odd that they're making this. They're providing it's so odd this because IP. like <laughs> Twisted Metal is just is a whacked out storyline. So it could be interesting, but it could be absolute dog shit as well. So. It's, yeah, very strange. Maybe it's just because it's, like, so... You could do anything with it, in a way. But Mm. also with David Jaffe, the guy who is the creator of Twisted Metal, I thought it would have given them pause to just go, do we really want to touch this? It's because it's going to bring this guy into the PR of it. And, like, he's already, like, said a whole bunch of shit about it. I mean, it should be, like... To me, I'd be like so stoked, even if it was a dog shit, if someone made a movie or a TV show about some kind of idea that I had. 
he's he's too busy turning down like hundred million dollar deals with ten cent to uh, <laughs> worry about a TV. Show. Yeah, or like saying why Metroid Dread shit because like a very obvious thing that everyone oh, picked he's up on. Still on that man, like he has <laughs> not was it? given why, up. Why, why he has, did he say? No, we're not going to get into it now. Let's just say he can't <laughs> he can't pay attention. Yeah, there's a part him. of the game where it literally doesn't allow you to leave or anything until mm. you do something that's pretty clear and all streamers I think there's, I remember there's a compilation of like a hundred streamers doing it and instantly getting it and he didn't get it and he thought and it was bad design uh, it's now the community okay. now calls it the Jaffy Room <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> I, think I, I think I know the part yeah. like speedrunners uh, and all that that's so awesome and then uh, State of Play presentation uh, which has been announced which is for this Friday Australian time in the morning exciting reveals quite exciting, exciting reveals from our third party partners sneak peek at several games in development for PlayStation VR 2. So mm, lots of Sony excellent, news, excellent, man. Sony excellent. have dominated the news cycle ahead yeah. of the traditional E3 space. So. And i got to say, um, while I appreciate it when you look at the headlines, your websites like, you know, that we steal all our content from, like your Video Games Chronicles, they're like, okay, here's 15 articles <laughs> from yeah. this one briefing thing. But it, it does help disseminate the information in a way that's, I think, a bit more palatable. So Yeah, that's true. That's true. Why? So yeah, wait, on. just quickly. What out of all the things that that with the other tidbits, what what are you looking forward to the most? Oh, like piece, piece, uh, VR two. Yeah, yeah, same. Like I don't have Although, a VR unit, so I'm not a big mind. fan of VR. Like I think it's like uh, whatever. And even if I do get PSVR two, if it's a reasonable price, it's rumors are saying that it's a reasonable price. People who know a hell of a lot more than us are saying people will be surprised. By the price, which I'm like in a positive really? way, yeah. Okay, because huh. I'm expecting it to be as expensive as a PS5, PlayStation. I'm not. They really? Wouldn't sell. Okay. It wouldn't sell enough because yeah. of Oculus. That's be why, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's really yeah. shaped the market a bit, hasn't it? Yeah. It, it has to the extent that the other day I saw a second-hand, um, what was it, the HTC Cosmos Vive or whatever? Oh, Cosmos. Okay. Yeah, and I'm like, no. It's just not not worth it. The, the bloody Oculus has, has spoiled me. It's just a shame it, it didn't. It's... I had issues with it from personally just because of my glasses and stuff. Wow. Um, but definitely PSVR, man. I'm I'm actually kind of looking forward to it. My my only slight worry is is that I enjoy VR. Spoken about it before, but my PSVR sitting just you know two two three feet yeah. away from my head right now, and it, it, I used it maybe three times. That's it. I do, I do but that, wonder. But that's because it was clunky. It's clunky. And this it was, was really clunky to set up. <laughs> Speaking of like devices that never caught on really in a big way, it's a bit like this Wii U device, right? Where yeah. it's it's just a bit too clunky, everything about it. Like the actual gamepad's too clunky. I go, oh, I'm just going to go over there for a second sit on the couch to do something. Oh, and there's a disconnection. It's like, oh, like really? So it's just never mm. quite fired. Um, Which is a shame because it was it was it's really cool from a one of the one of the few games I actually played on my Wii U was Mass Effect. And yeah, the fact Mass that Effect it, 3. It had, right? yeah. yeah, Mass Effect 3. And it had the actual powers and stuff and, and abilities and whatnot on the pad while you're playing the game on the actual yeah. screen. And that was cool. That was a really cool experience. And so ha- for stuff ha- like that, it was awesome. And how about you, Sweetie? Anything you're looking forward to out of these announcements? I'm looking forward to the next news segment. Okay. I was trying to bring <laughs> okay. on, you know that. Um, just actually make sure I haven't already pressed the button. <laughs> uh, so with the new PS Plus launching in select Asian markets this week, we've been, we've been given a look at, into how the service handles their classic games and 
Well, there's a few problems. So PS1 mm. emulation. So big thanks to Mystic and also to Digital Foundry. We are big fans of both of those channels uh, for a lot of their analyses. So, you know, the dreaded... We even joked about it before it launched, kind of joking, hey, PS1 Classic used a lot of PAL versions. They're not going to do mm. that again. That's, like, obvious, like, they've learned that mistake. <laughs> Wrong so far. Ooh. So far. Ooh. Now, again, let's be clear. This is Asia that they're launching in. This is not comparing the US. Having said that, we are in a European market by weird <laughs> circumstance in Australia. So we're likely to get... We were a PAL region, so we're also more likely to get PAL stuff. Um, yeah, but so like PAL version so far, Ape Escape, Kurushi... How do you say that? Kurushi. That's Kurushi, intelligent. So, yeah, that's yeah. intelligent cube. Uh, Jumping Flash, Wild Arms, Everybody's Golf, and Worms Armageddon. They're just the ones I... There's, they might be more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there's like NTC versions uh, for Tekken 2, Mr. Driller, Siphon Filter, Toy Story 2. So effectively, just at a high level, uh, with those regions, PAL was always like a 50 hertz, so 50 frames a second, kind of like you can think of it that way, or half that, 25 frames a second. NTSC, so Japan and... Uh, the states being 60 hertz, 60 frames or 30 frames or like divisible by those amounts. So like 20 frames per second, whereas our region was like 18 frames a second. Um, And then you have massive problems with that because you're trying to sync up the frames and it's like a number that's not divisible by the other. So there has to be something you do. So when they launched, there was just like bad frame pacing. You can see it. Like, I don't know if you guys watch the videos, but... Yeah, yeah. It's so obvious. It's like, this does not look smooth at all. It looks jarring. But now they're doing like frame blending, essentially. Like, okay, we don't have a frame, so let's just merge the next frame and the previous frame together. But then obviously, you know, like we use Photoshop all the time and tools like that. If you do that to every image, there's going to be some weird images that come from that. Especially if it's like really different images. Mm. So you get that ghosting effect. Um, so disappointing, man. Like it's incredibly disappointing. And yeah. I want to get onto heaps of other stuff with it, but what what is your rea- reaction, sweetie? I look, my reaction is similar to the initial reaction when Nintendo first released the N64 emulator um, on Switch Online, which mm. is for a lot of people, it's going to be their first exposure and impression of these games if it's like again like if it's like this when it comes to other markets yeah and that really sucks especially people that don't follow this stuff they're not going to know that that's like these games aren't running at what they should be or what is optimal for them yeah. and they're going to be like these games feel bad like Ape Escape, right? yeah they just don't feel yeah. right and that really sucks because that's one of the that's one of the great things about this service to me. It's introducing a lot of these classic games to people that haven't played them before. They may have heard the names, so it really sucks. And it's the fact that they have gone through this before. Now, <laughs> yeah. I know. I think I can't remember if it was Digital Founder or someone else was saying their their assumption is because of the language options available in the PAL yeah. versions. That's often why they've gone with those. For but sure. man. Mike, why are you wearing a fucking Batman mask in the middle of a PlayStation 1 emulation? <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, it, look, it sucks. What can I say? It sucks. It, so, like, because some regions, they they make you release it in multiple languages. Like, I think that's the case in Canada. You need to have French as an option, I believe, in some of those regions if you want to release a game. Um, 
But yeah, like I agree like with the biggest thing that they said in it. Just give people the option to be able to install mm. either version, you know? Like for sure you'd <laughs> you'd rather play Apescape, even if you don't lo- understand the language. If you're German, you don't understand English. I would play the English version. Over- That's racist. <laughs> I, think you, I think you can tell Mike's uh, interest level in PlayStation 1 emulation. Or on just the like the show in general. By, by no, his, uh, I'm by- trying to... I'm trying to entertain the crowd. Come on. Entertain the crowd. Most people we're are listening to, audio. We're trying to inform as much as we, you know, okay. you as guys we inform, can I entertain. On a topic that we're very, like, I'm quite ignorant of, but we're at least trying to inform people. Oh, well, I don't yeah. think we're totally ignorant of um, I said I'm ignorant. I, no, I don't think you're ignorant of it. Um, I, I think this is worse, though, than even the 64 launch, to be honest, because most of the games were fine on the 64 launch. It's very disappointing that major games like Ocarina of Time were very poorly represented by how they launched it, but it just seems like most of the games in this have issues, like one or two issues with them. And can can, can we move on to, like, is that it? Like, really? Like, did I misinterpret something here? Like, when what? they go, here's the library of the PlayStation 1 games... What, what was I talking about last time, man? I don't know, but like, yeah, man, it's nothing. I don't know because I, but Smitty, as I said, they're gonna like I, I like they said there's 700 games. They said that, and I'm like, where the fuck are the games, man? And then someone was like, oh, are they counting the PS4 and PS5 version as two games? So oh, that would be no, the dude, biggest dude, load kind of dodgy. Shit, no, yeah. Do the numbers based on that, and it makes more sense. And I'm like, that is dog shit. Because that is because, bullshit. Because basically, like, you can when you choose one of these classic games, you choose a PS4 or PS5 version, and okay. if they're counting each version of that as a separate stew or separate game. What a fucking misleading bullshit if that's the case. <laughs> now, in saying that, a lot of the, the library that came out from the Asia launch, like there's a lot of great stuff in there, but this classic library is so lacking. Now, obviously, they'll add to it. But, man, like there's... I, I just insane. don't know. There's, just... not, there's not a single Twisted Metal PlayStation game on there. No, come on. But also, where is all the PlayStation 2 games? <laughs> like I'm so co- I'm actually super confused by this service. Like Well they're there, but they're PS4 games. But that's not PlayStation 2 games. Like it's like I, I'm a big fan of PlayStation. I like I find this launch so fucking baffling what they're doing with this. It's so like it is this the team that launched the PS1 classic mm. <laughs> who then shifted onto this project and totally <laughs> fucked it up as well? It seems, in a weird way, worse than what they had before with PlayStation Plus and PS Now. I I just have a feeling execs come in and go, can't be that hard, let's go do this. You've well, got a budget of X amount, this is the time you get. And they don't realise it's not that simple to do some of this we, shit. We know how the uh, the man at the top feels about classic PlayStation uh, We also Exactly. So... There you go. I just think they were under budget. And guaranteed the people working in this raised the red flags. They said, nah, this isn't going to work. You're not giving us enough time. You guys need to, you know. You make a very serious point, Batman. You're welcome. I st- Like, I can't get Hello, over Joe. this. Hello, Joe. I just double-checked it. They literally said there's going to be 700-plus games launching in June, right? Whoa. How does like how does that numbers add up? This 
269 games total in Asia. 269, right? Now, mm. they don't get PS3 like us, right? And we'll move on to PS3 as well, right? With this comment. But how are they going to get to 700? It doesn't... I honestly I'll tell think, you how. No, dude, I think, so, I think people are right. They are double counting the games. Yeah. Saying there's PS4 games and PS5 games. So that doubles it to about 500. And then add a 100 PS3 games that are going to have PS4 and PS5 options. And they'll get you to 700. If that's the yeah. case, that's fucking bullshit. That is like the biggest lie ever. Let me analyze this with science. 250 times two. Just marking the bits I'm going to edit. It's 500. So, so I wish I wish this had alcohol in it right now. Um, so, yeah, go on, Sweeney. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, look, even if they're going to add a whole bunch more for the for like the American market, like that's screwed over like people in Malaysia and stuff that were. Oh, were, and us. You don't reckon they're going to get screwed? No, but I'm just saying it's like, even then, it's like second-class citizens if that's the case. You know? But also, why would they do that? That's I don't, like... I get it if there's, like, maybe a couple of dozen games different, you know what I mean? Because mm. of licensing, it's super hard. We, they don't know who owns a certain game in a region because that was more common back then. But, yeah, it just seems total bullshit. Like, there's zero PS2 games. PSP, there's one PSP game. One single... One fucking PSP that's game. That's really weird. <laughs> what that's the fuck? That's the weirdest and part, yeah. It's a port. And it, why? Yeah. yeah, and it's... a fucking it's a, port. And it's one that has a PS3 version <sighs> that you can, like... Maybe uh, that's the reason why they did it. I'm actually, like, getting angry about this shit. Version. I'm actually getting angry about this shit. I feel like if this is Nintendo doing this, people mm. would rip this, like, to shreds. Honestly. Mm. Like, people are not, like, critical enough of Sony with this bullshit. Well, Nintendo kind of did some of this what are you talking about what well, like, i think i think no they never when said they did there's the, gonna be no, 700 games. so that's the smart thing about nintendo because they probably yeah, knew lying. they wouldn't be able to do that but when they did do the 64 shit they screwed that up too yeah but again and I'm it was like, such a limited number of games as well so but they didn't they say there's gonna be more. It was gonna be 100 games yeah they didn't no, say there's going to be more games than what they delivered. That's no, the I know what you mean, but... I, they over-delivered that stuff because they, they released games straight away after it as well. Yeah, but they screwed up the release of those games initially. But only a and couple, a small not, set. Not, not most of the games. Like, most yeah, of the games well. don't work well in this version. I wouldn't want to mm. play them. Honestly, play them on emulation. It's way better. Like, way, mm. way, way better. And you can play more <laughs> actual PS2 games. There's no fucking PS2 games on this thing. So with well. PS3... <laughs> There's no DLC with the streaming. What which, the fuck are they doing? Like with this, this one is huh. this one is really weird because like you've got games like Asura's Wrath, which is the one that all the articles point out, but it's so true. That game, the DLC actually finishes the story of the game. It's horrible, <laughs> it's horrible game design by Capcom, but it's yeah, literally but it, the game story requires a DLC if you want to finish it. And if even if you own the DLC, it still doesn't doesn't matter. It yeah, doesn't but if matter. you guys look at how the technology how they've actually implemented this technology, because there's a great article about this. Um that it, it, it's because whenever you go to play a game, so say you want to play the particular game you mentioned, there's someone somewhere on the other side of the planet, I think, I don't know where the servers are, that physically has to put the disc in. And the disc itself doesn't have the DLC. You're an so, idiot. You're if you're trying idiot. to play the game, well, it makes sense, right? Where the hell are they going to get the DLC from? They can't just swap another disc with the DLC into it. You know what's funny about it, what you're saying? It's kind of actually like not that much far away from what you're saying is what they I'm, actually I'm joking, do. That's probably kind of what... No, because they, they <laughs> well, have... not the physical disc. No, no, they actually physically have PS3s, physical real PS3s hooked up to these... 
like it's ripped apart, but it's their motherboards okay. and stuff. So, so it's maybe, crazy. maybe it is literally how it gets done <laughs> maybe, and then it reroutes maybe, to the game that isn't a particular... I mean, maybe I that's know. true. Maybe they just don't know how to even kind of apply the DLC to it. It's like they can't work it out. Um, Can I just say the, the next one we've got, the subscription stacking yeah. stuff. I, I just want to say up front that trying to understand everything that's going, going around yeah. this bullshit was like trying to figure out a Professor Layton puzzle. It was like... Okay. I know it you've... Was, I know you've read the notes, but I know exactly what's happened here, right? Please explain. So I'll explain. Like, I'll explain it into detail, all right? Um, There are two ways that you can sign up to PlayStation Plus. Via the PlayStation itself, Sony, or you can get a redemption code from a retailer. In Australia, that'd be EB Games, JB Hi-Fi, right? If you get it via discount at JB Hi-Fi, EB Games, PlayStation doesn't know if it's on discount or not. Mm. It's just a legit subscription. They had a technical issue, which was they do have discounted PlayStation Plus on the PlayStation itself. So you can, from time to time, it's not common. So people who signed up via that, so it was usually about 33% off. When they went to redeem and upgrade their membership, the system treated it like, okay, they've only played, you know, whatever it is, 50 bucks Uh, instead of 75 bucks. So the system, the coding obviously just said, okay, we'll take the amount that you need to pay minus what you paid, which was like 50 uh, bucks, yeah. not 75, okay, I get right? It now. I get it now. Yeah. That's what happened. So if you signed up for the normal one, it just came through the system at 75 bucks. You didn't have to pay extra. Mm. It was just an error. Like I, I, I give PlayStation a break for that because they're paying people mm. back already now. So like what they're already about, starting to process that. And what about these allegations that that alleged support email that had it in a script? Hundred percent. But you know what happens? It's like number one, you know, the support people they have to come up with a resolution. Sometimes they go to like this happens in my world. They come to head office, go, "What do we? What do you want us to say?" And it's like, well, I can't tell you right now because we're going to have a big meeting about it, and then we'll tell you in a week's time. They need to say something to people, right? And the fact was, they are charging people. So I can kind of understand why the help desk said, well, we're charging people. We haven't been told this is an error. We just have to say that that's how the service works. I, I do okay. kind of get that. And the fact that they've corrected it and they've, they're fixing it, they're paying people yeah. back, I kind of give them a pass on that. The stacking, I don't know. Like, I'm not, I, I'd love to know what you guys think about it. So <laughs> people have stacked, I've seen people online stack out to like 2042 right? Mm. Their subscriptions. The challenge is if they upgrade at all to the next tier up or the tier beyond that, they have to pay all of the future months up front. And it could be like thousand dollars or something like that. Honestly, I kind of, I'm, that almost makes sense to me because you've activated your subscription for that long. So yeah, it's kind of, I kind it's, of it's, the same. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. It's, no, that, but, yeah, that part but thank makes you, sense to me. Yeah. But thanks for explaining the other thing because that was obviously a it big was confusing. Thing that, yeah. But like everyone, like yeah, all right, cool. People, I don't, I mean, people like, want to go crazy makes, about it, right? Mm. The, the, I think it's crazy about the games, not the, the the subscription service itself. But yeah, what were you about to say, Mike? Sorry. No, I was going to say the stacking thing's an interesting one. It kind of makes sense, but at the same time, if they really wanted to, they could have coded it so you can... You still have a subscription until 2030, but your upgrade is only for a year, and then you revert back to that. But uh, yeah, you can't really so revert back to that because so that thing doesn't tricky. kind of exist anymore. So, And then you're going to get people pissed off and go, what, what's happening? I, yeah. the, the biggest flaw is that they allow people to redeem for like 10 years or 15 years. That's 
That's the, the biggest, biggest flaw. flaw. I mean, it's if, awesome for people in well, some ways. Well, not really, because like not as a, really when this happens, yeah. as a business, I wouldn't want to commit. Like effectively, I'm like I'm an, I now have a liability. There's an obligation to to comply with something. I I don't know if we want to run this business for 15 years. You know what I mean? So I think it's stupid on their business part. So, but well, yeah, it's, it's probably something in the T's and C's when you go to redeem that that says the service may not continue yeah and they don't allow it anymore <laughs> from what i understand so i'm not sure if they're gonna undo that after everyone converts mm-hmm. over but i have to say now guys like with all this shit coming out i'm like nah, i'm not gonna upgrade no way it's it's gone from hey i'm interested yeah to, i'm gonna wait which is not a feeling <laughs> they own it out they yeah. should be it's kind of crazy man like last week i was like i i might even actually be a dog and subscribe to this shit even though i said i, I want to play i want to play wild arms but i don't want to play it no have you seen the version but have you seen the footage it's so choppy yeah. it's like yeah. god it's so embarrassing all right uh sony bit of a bit of an up and down week this week do you want to cover the next one swinny I certainly want to. Yes, it is a story that is near and dear to my heart, which is Capcom celebrating the 10th anniversary of Dragon's Dogma this week, um, which has actually added fuel to the fiery speculation that the long-awaited sequel announcement may be imminent. So I'm this week. I'm going to break some some rules of the show. Oh, I'm going to start oh, to oh, veer. In, oh. I'm going to start to veer into some territory we don't normally, which is like speculation, oh, leaks, yeah. leaks, Exciting. leaks and us. rumors, juicy stuff. And I don't Ooh. care because it's my show. Damn it, Let's it's my show. I you control the run sheet. <laughs> so all right, for anyone that doesn't know, um, Dragon's Dogma came out obviously in 2012. Uh, it's a very cult. Uh, cult hit. Uh, it did sell decently, but nothing like Capcom's other IP, big IPs. Um, as an action RPG that with a you know with an open world that was praised for its very innovative mechanics and its really cool take on combat. And that's actually, and this surprised me, the last brand new IP that Capcom actually released until Pragmata comes out. So that'll be their next latest new IP. Holy moly. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. Ten years ago, we're just talking about IPs and the fact that they're not released. They're not releasing enough IPs. But they had a new game, Resident Evil, that they released only recently. Yeah. Yeah. Like the sequel, yeah. when they came gone. out. Yeah. Resident Evil 2. Around the 360 the era, they were putting out, like, Lost Planet, like these new yeah, IPs yeah, yeah, and everything. Yeah, they were going and crazy. <laughs> yeah. But there's actually only been two games in the series. So one is the original Dragon's Dogma, which got an enhanced version called uh, Dark Arisen. So that's one game. And then they did put out an MMO called Dragon's Dogma Online that only came out in Japan. That actually shut down in 2019. So 10-year anniversary for essentially what is a one-game series to many people. seemed a bit odd. But this is really start. That's why I talked about, you know, it started the speculation because people have been wanting a sequel for years. So the director of the game, um, who's uh, Hideaki Itsuno, who's also director of Devil May Cry games. He's direct. He's worked on Street Fighter Alpha, Darkstalkers, Power Stone, very obviously beloved um, Capcom IPs there, teased at the start of this year that he was working on a new project. And if you actually go back further, he's stated in the past that he was given... A two op projects to work on. He could either work on Devil May Cry 5, which obviously he did, and that game came out, or Dragon's Dogma 2. So Devil May Cry 5 has been out for a long time, even the, the new versions, so a lot of people mm. are kind of taking his announcement on the 1st of Jan as potentially a Dragon's Dogma 2. Okay. Now, a lot of people are, okay, fair enough, that's, you know, it is what it is. But then this anniversary announcement comes out, and they're kind of positioning it, like he's quoted as in, 
oh, it's been 10 years. We're celebrating 10th anniversary. I look forward to working with you, with the fans, right? No, it's obviously oh. a translation. Now, this is with the territory we don't normally veer into. Dragon's Dogma 2 is previously one of the games that's been mentioned and as part of the previous the Capcom Giga Leak in November oh, yeah. 2020. And also the the nvidia geforce now leak okay in it's September real if it's in the nvidia one it's real <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's why i'm with all these pieces together yeah. everyone's like okay they're celebrating the 10th anniversary the timing is pretty perfect if they want to announce something that potentially has been in development for a while around this summer period so i think there's a very good chance that we'll nice. get a Dragon's Dogma 2 announcement and mike you've played you mentioned you played it a bit this week you know i have and looks absolutely awesome the only reason why i didn't keep playing it is because i've got another bunch of games i'm playing and i wanted to give this the justice Mm. it clearly deserves so Mm. i'm really looking forward to this game and i got it on switch runs at a solid 30 from what i've been hearing uh plays pretty well so really looking forward to it fantastic game and i think uh yeah i hope the sequel is even half as good it'll be great and it's pretty cheap as well if you want to grab it into god to give it a shot I've just got 70% so many games. off at the moment. There's so many games. I'm, I'm like really trying to go through my backlog. I'm actually trying to live up to my resolution this oh, year. So. You other, are so far from what I've seen. Mm. So the other thing I want to mention, I actually went and watched the Netflix anime series this week for Dragon's ah, Dogma. Good. Because I'm like, I forgot that was even a thing. Yeah, and I didn't, didn't know that actually. Yeah, it came, it came out like 2020. I remember yeah. seeing the teaser for it. I think we t- spoke about it at the, mm. the, on the show yeah, when probably. we first started it. <laughs> But look, if you're a fan of the of the games, it's worth a watch. If you're not, then okay. it's not worth a watch. So. Okay, nice. All right. So we have analog news. I need an analog glow. Yay! Wait, Finally. I'll give it an analog. Finally, it's digital. been a while. It's been, it's been a while. Um, so retro well i I said what you've written here retro hardware maestros analog have finally announced a major update to their proprietary analog os that launched with the analog pocket in december last year i don't know if technically that was analog os i guess it kind of like is um i want to take you guys on a very 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 brief journey um because i just want to sort of like get to like how did we even get here because I think, like, we've all forgotten the timeline here. One thing to shout out or, like, to mention, I mean, like, I've tried it a few different ways. I can't find any tweets from Analog around, you know, the time, (laughs) suspiciously, the time they announced the Analog Pocket, around that time period, all their tweets are gone from then and all in the past. They've all been deleted. It's very odd. And I triple checked it with other places. I'm like, yeah, I can see, you know, 10 years of history. Like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I don't know if it's some kind of weird Twitter limit. Like, maybe a thousand tweets you can only see or something like that. But I don't know. It seemed to be funny to me. There's a history somewhere, but isn't there? Something gets archived. I tried to. I tried to check it. But anyway, I don't want to speculate because I'm not 100% confident. But... The Pocket was announced on Analog Day, which is the 16th of October. So 16th of October 2019 is when the Pocket was announced. And the key thing here is they don't mention anything about the Analog OS uh, and they say it's going to be 2020. So at the last day of 2019, they confirmed, they double confirmed that the Pocket is coming out in 2020 with this misaligned 2020 meme that I'm not sure if it's like, knowingly tongue-in-cheek or they actually fucked it up (laughs) but anyway um then we move into july 2020 and this is when they've announced the first delay 
So in July 2020, they announced when you're going to be able to pre-order the Pocket. They only had around 15,000 for pre-order. And they announced that it's going to be May 2021. And the, Sorry, this is the most hype uh, an, an OS update beta <laughs> has ever gotten in the history of mankind. Uh, well, I, have, I feel like I haven't run through the whole thing in a while. So I, I just want to do it. Stupidly, they had two, uh, a limit of two per order, which they should not have done. A lot more people would have got it. It sold out immediately within a few minutes. People were very annoyed. Everyone was like crying here. I think some people that we follow there. Uh, they announced also that the TurboGrafx-16 PC Engine Super Graphics adapter is coming to the pocket. This is the last that we've heard of this. This They, they barely even mentioned this on the website. And you can't order this. This is in October 2020. So this still has not... Like, we don't know anything about this still to like three years later. I'm like, sorry, someone's just deleted my notes from the run sheet. Oh, <laughs> it's I, Mike. I, I know you're not reading it, but it's like, gone! Yeah, no, thanks, thanks Mike. I think I, t- I think I typed more than what the actual bloody analog announcement was. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. I don't even know how that happened. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, boys. It's all right. Um, and then in 2021, so this is in Feb 22, they wrote a whole note about that they're changing the way that their systems work clarifying around having limited editions versus limited quantities. I think this was like the most uh, consumer-friendly thing that Analog's ever done in terms of this article. It's a good read. And they did actually implement a lot of really cool new features and like bot protection. I think it was a lot more fair when Swinney and you ordered uh, the Analog's later. Mm. Then on March 31, 2021, so there was meant to come out in May 2021 at this stage. In March 31... They announced there's going to be a delay to October 2021 due to uh, the crisis, like as a kick on from coronavirus. Then they announced in September 10th that there's going to be pre-orders and when they're going to be shipping and they announced another delay. So it's now December 2021, which is when they actually did uh, release it. And you can kind of already see that they kind of have these like articles, they do a kind of proper now they're just like fuck it we're just gonna post some shit because we're angry we just want to get it up there and they give some reasoning as to why it happened and people getting annoyed and saying i'm gonna buy the play date and they're not happy uh then after that post so this is on the, uh, the analog day so october 16th they this is when they announced the analog os so this is well after the analog pocket was even meant to be out in 2020 so this was just last year when they announced this and it's talking about what they're going to do for all of their consoles going forward. So it's not just the pocket, but Analog OS being, you know, more of a a library and a, a sort of, you know, a collection and almost a historical artifact. So you have a library where it has reference level information about every single game. Uh, all the images you need to supply yourself, like they won't have any images. So, you, you know, that's going to be a pain in the ass. Um, I'm sure someone will have some kind of thing you can whack on the SD card. And then, yeah, you can go through the regions. It shows you different variations. They have some really cool features with this that, that, you know, when it comes, where you can actually, if you're in a game store with a pocket, you can put in a Game Boy cartridge and it will pop up to tell you the exact region and the exact type of Game Boy cartridge that is and which variant it actually is. Um, Then also from a playlist perspective, it's like the games that you're interested in. And memories, like, you know, save state, screenshots, and also just, you know, when you've played the games. Like, so it actually show you a bit of a display. This one, for me, is, like, actually annoyed me the most. I have a, a DAC, so basically I can plug in the analog consoles 
into my Sony Trinitron CRT, but that doesn't work currently with the way they've set it up with the firmware that they have. Um, then moving on past the analog OS, this is when they sort of announced back in December when they started shipping the first shipment of the pockets and then announced more pre-orders and when those people will get those pre-orders fulfilled. I think you're in group C, right, Swinny? Yes. <laughs> so that's 2023. I mean, like the context there, that's kind of incredible, right? Like 2019 is when they announced this thing and it's like, you're going to be able to get it 2023. And that's like... I- Early, I don't probably. care. Group C, Group C is the cool place to be. <laughs> and then this is when the device came out. And it, it was actually, for an analog product, in my opinion, a lot more buggy than I probably expected. Like, Golden Sun 2 had, like, bugs in it, which, you know, you got to always remember, it's like, even though FPGA, it's, it's, it's kind of like, people always debate emulation, not emulation, whatever. It's trying to emulate hardware rather than using software to emulate hardware, right? So it's using hardware to emulate hardware. You can still have issues there. Ooh, um, the reason Britney Spears loves uh, getting naked on Instagram. Okay, well, that's, we can that's click interesting. That. We can <laughs> click. <laughs> so all your listeners, it's got, he's, what, he's got the Twitter feed. This is, this is all the stuff I'm really interested in. You know, Morbius 2, Britney Spears. <laughs> Morbius 2 is tweeting. That's <laughs> trending. That is amazing. And then they also released another minor update in Feb. Now, this was kind of annoying for everyone because... They had said in articles that 1.1 was going to be released in January. And then, so it wasn't until the start of Feb, everyone thought this was going to be 1.1, me included, but it was 1.0B, which was just minor tweaks, some nice fixes, but nothing crazy. And then finally, when we get here to like recently or like today for us when we're talking about it, uh, but back in May 27, they're saying version 1.1 is going to be now in July, but it's actually going to be beta. And look, I can obviously look. Development is very difficult, right, in all forms. But the, you don't have the excuse of the of the chipset no. chip shortages and all that stuff. Like that is a gross miscalculation of, of timeline there. <laughs> yeah, and, and just like as they said, we appreciate everyone's patience. I also appreciate everyone's patience walking through <laughs> the 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 timeline of events of how we've gotten to this point. Look, I I really like analog. I still think. Someone like Swinney, analog's the way to go with this stuff. I think with Mike, I'd honestly say something like a Mister is the way to go, right? Like it's more configurable, it's more mucking around on your part, but it's more flexible, mm. you know. And you've got less people to blame in a way. Whereas this, like, I do, they've kind of dropped the ball a few times on their recent stuff, and I think people are getting a bit shitty with analog, and I think fairly enough, honestly. Like, I'm really not a big fan of the D-pad of the Pocket. Like, I haven't spoken that much about it recently, but I've been playing it a bit, and I'm like, ah, man, this D-pad kind of, like, annoys me. And whenever I get that in my mind on controllers, like, I start to, mm. like, lose interest, <laughs> like, permanently, so... Shame. Can I, can I just ask, with the 1.1, so yeah. they've got the... It'll have memories, so yeah. save states and things... So was that save states not already available? Yeah, good question. So they have one save state for a cartridge, but because people don't really understand how the whole thing works, right? Mm. The crazy thing about it is you could have like a Pokemon Red from 99, like your childhood Pokemon Red, right? With your save game on it and everything like that. If you accidentally misuse the save states, like try to load a save state or something like that, 
it will actually wipe the memory of the Pokemon Red real That's cartridge. Crazy. That's crazy. And people are like almost in tears talking about it on like the analog subreddit, like going, oh, I fucked up the save state and I didn't realize it like... Because they're thinking like it's like an emulator, right? But it's real hardware. So Does it's it like, actually update the battery yeah. backup thing? Yeah, wow, no, it, it's like the whole thing. It's just like push it in and push it out. So wow. it would just blast the whole save state. So people have lost like... 20 years saves that they've been like carefully keeping <laughs> so you got to be careful with that stuff so like they have a really dodgy beta version of the save states now but with the analog os it's going to be more obvious like i think you could have multiple save states and it's going to be like a lot clearer how it all works okay. but still like they are adamant that you cannot use pirated materials you know non-copyright roms all that kind of stuff right I don't really understand the library and functionality. It's like, what's the point of being able to look through a library of games and then you go, oh, I need to get the cartridge and plug it in. Like, I know what library of games I have. It's called the physical carts in front of me. Mm, Like, it just, mm. to me, doesn't, it feels like such a misuse of resources unless, and, you know, everyone always talks about it with analog, like, unless they have a jailbreak for it. Like, that's going to be the key thing, right? And I do agree that they'll probably wait till 1.1 if they were going to have a jailbreak, but I don't know. My money is, like, that they're not going to have a jailbreak for this device. I don't think they want to have that heat. Like, because, you know, it's this kind of unofficial Mm. thing that the community always knows. It's like, of course, they're the ones making the jailbreak, someone in their team, right? But it's unofficial that they do that. But I don't think they're going to do it this time. I wonder, though, if they don't... Allegedly, let's just say. Yeah, allegedly. If they don't release a jailbreak for this, I think they'll really kill a lot of the goodwill in the community for the, next, for the next product they put out. Oh, I totally you know? agree. I totally agree. And Because like, the, the Duo is not out yet, is it? No. So the Duo yeah. was meant to be out last year, and then it, it's they haven't even said anything about it. Like, I was actually going to... I had more articles and more tweets about the Duo as well, because I just think it's really weird what they're doing at the moment. Because those games will probably be way harder to even track down the physical versions compared to a lot of these Game, oh, Boy, Game Boy Advance games. Way harder and yeah. way, way, way more and, expensive. And if anyone doesn't know, that's like Turbo Graphics, um, PC, PC Engine, Engine yeah. and stuff. So. Yeah, Super Graphics as well. And that one is way harder from a tech perspective. That's probably the most complicated device they've ever built because it actually has a CD drive in it as well. That that system. So that's you know, and I was kind of excited about that because. You know, I was like, oh man, imagine if they make a PlayStation, like an analog PlayStation, that, that'd be insane. But I mean, this is the difference now between that and the Mister. Like the Mister's already got a beta core for PlayStation mm-hmm. and, you know, you don't have to worry about the discs and everything like that. So yeah, look, like I'll, I'll say it like this. I personally don't think that analog will release a jailbreak. That doesn't mean there won't be a jailbreak. The community will figure it out and make a jailbreak for it for sure like that will happen right but i think people haven't put the effort because they're just expecting you know quote unquote allegedly someone from analog is just going to do it they're just going to change one file and and recompile and go okay now you can put games on the sd card so Mm. but yeah man like i don't know analog it's kind of a funny one like you know mike looping back to you because you're the other person who has an analog pocket Uh how much dust has uh, your pocket collected 
None because I keep it in a case. But yeah, and then how much is that case? Be collecting a hell of a lot of dust. Yeah. <laughs> well, none because the case is sitting in a drawer. And then how much dust is that collecting the drawer? Oh my god, a lot because I've got two cats at the moment, and they go outside, and I just cut the grass and there's but just shit everywhere. But seriously, like, have you played it? Um, I have, but not enough. And the problem is, I just yeah. don't have enough physical cartridges at the moment. And I try to get some good ones. And every time I go to cash converters or something, I look through their Game Boy selection just to see if there's anything I want to grab. Yeah. Um, and they're either really expensive for the stuff that you actually want to play, or you just don't really want to play it. Yeah. So, and, and kind of regret the purchase, to be honest. That's probably the last thing I should have said. That I, I'm almost more au fait with the whole they never make a jailbreak. Okay, that's that's like I don't think anyone should expect that they're going to make a jailbreak. Mm. I never expected that. The thing mm. that does actually annoy me is that if you use flash carts, they don't work that well. Like some flash carts don't work at all on the analog pocket. Now mm. that to me is not right because you know if a flash cart works perfectly in any Game Boy, Game Boy Pocket, Game Boy Advance, it should work on the analog pocket. Sorry, because mm. to me it should at least be a a a clone replica of a Game Boy. Is that it, something that a software update can fix? Though? Yes, yeah, okay. for sure. So the the fucked up thing is that the people who make the flashcards have updated the flashcards to make them work for the current version of the pocket. If they're not in jail. Yeah, if they're not in jail, right? <laughs> yeah. No, but these flashcards, these are more reputable people than what you're talking yeah. about. But um, it's like Cricks, the guy who fled Ukraine recently. And then you're talking about jail people. Look at that. You know, he's a war survivor. Um, <laughs> you, 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 link, you made that connection. Hey, he I even made just a, a Freedom for Ukraine uh, version of, of uh, oh, awesome. the EverDrive 64 recently. So, Man, EverDrive, that's actually something I mm. mind getting. Yeah, that's the that's Crick's guy. He's behind most of those. So Look, I don't it's a really weird one because I, I, I appreciate I appreciate the screen, I appreciate the tech. The screen is it. amazing. It, it is amazing, but you know, I also have an Ebernick device, <laughs> which honestly I would be much more likely to use. Yeah. And that that can do just a not just about any platform, but it can do a shit ton of different platforms. Um, and it's obviously not the same hardware emulation, but for a layman like me, yeah. I wouldn't really be able to tell the difference that much. So, and and the price difference is it's a third of the price. Yeah, I feel and like it can do all that shit. That's such so. a damning mm. kind of comment because you're not a dumbass. It's like that's such a damning comment on analog that you go, oh, these two devices. I think I prefer the shittier device. Yeah, like, I do. That's prefer that's the kind of like device, a damning yeah. thing of like where analog's at right now. So. Right. And that's not to say it's not an amazing device because it is absolutely the bees knees of devices when it comes to this kind of stuff. If this device was open for like SNES and oh, the other yeah, platforms, yeah, yeah. oh my god, it would literally be the ultimate device. Like people would pay a thousand bucks for this thing. Yeah, I, look, the deep. I can't wait to Swinny. Swinny, you haven't actually played one, right? I forgot to bring it down. No shit, I'm, man. Sorry, I should have brought it down. Group, so I'm, I'm in the group C crew. Come on, boy. Yeah, Damn. I actually would love you to try the D pad because you're a bit of a D pad. Uh, what is it called? Uh, Can't oh. use that word. Can't use that word. What? The N word. <laughs> the other N word. No, I know. I'm just saying, like, you're very uh, tolerant. You know what I mean? 
I don't feel intolerant of D-pads. Nah, bullshit. You like the Xbox D-pad, man. If you like the Xbox I don't like the Xbox 360, 360 D-pad. No, no I think, that's I horrible think that D-pad. applies to me. I'm the one that does not give a shit about D-pads. Oh, really? okay. whatever D-pad you I feel like I'm, I'm the most extreme on D-pads. You are absolutely You, you might be, extreme. but I'm not. I'm definitely yeah. the most I'm not extreme. tolerant. Like, okay. I don't even like the NES D-pads. I am super Okay, tolerant. fair enough. Okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. super interested to see you use this D-pad. I don't rate the D-pad. It's actually the thing I hate the most about the device. Actually, probably the well, only thing I really don't like about the device. I mean, um, I don't know what the benchmark is, but for Tetris that I've mostly played on this device, so it's a 400 and whatever dollars kind of postage was. Yeah. So it was like at least a $400 yeah, Tetris yeah, machine yeah, know, for me. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Um, it it was like perfect. It, it worked really well for me. And same as my girlfriend actually played that device more than i have played that device now that's funny so i bought her a 400 dollars gift just to play tetris it's, it's <laughs> stupid talk about right. a waste of money oh glad i don't waste money on masks and shit no, like no, that exactly all right well let's uh wrap up the news and as we always do when we wrap up the news we do one min for the swim now at 200 Woo! clap to that 200 words that's when he has to I say can... in one minute i don't recall there being 199 last week it wasn't. Oh, what's going on? I said I'm. I'm now just going to add these things up by Straight five, and I, wow. so I just went to an e. You so he's sick of doing it. <laughs> pretty much. So, I've, so it was one ninety seven. So I'll just even it out to two hundred, and then it'll be five onwards if I manage to get past this. One. Okay. Oh, you just you want this over? You you don't want to crank it out anymore. Yeah. yeah. I like the one at a time. That was that was going well. Uh, that's a disappointing. Oh, man, yeah. I'm like I need to step this up, man. Okay. Yeah, okay. Step All right, up, baby. Uh, so as we always do, you start whenever you want, Spinny, and I'll start the timer. Respawn Entertainment have officially revealed Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 will release on October 29th. Seeker will announce a new project via live stream on June 3rd. And development of Witcher 4 has officially begun pre-production. Cult Fighter Them's Fighting Herds is coming to all consoles later this year. Aiden Chronicle Hunted Heroes is now confirmed for Switch alongside all other platforms. Popular MMO Pokemon clone Temtem is leaving early access on September 6th and also getting console release. While JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All-Star Battle R launches September 2nd is confirmed. Pet Shop Mirai, Diego Brando and the Ultimate Wife of Speed Dragons new characters. The Take-Two Zynga merger has been finalised for $12.7 billion. It has been revealed that Xbox turned down the offer to make Spider-Man games for Marvel. And sci-fi horror game The Callisto Protocol is no longer part of the PUBG extended universe. A demo for Mario Strikers Battle League is now available on Switch. Nintendo has added Rival Turf and Congress Caper to their Switch SNES library and pinball for the NES. And finally support for Sega's Naomi 2 Arcade board has been added to the popular fight cave emulator platform. I ran out of breath. Nice! But you also and went you way too far. Seconds to I ran out of breath. I think you were going too fast. Holy it was almost like moly. I couldn't understand what you're saying. I know, I know. Oh, look, Damn, I don't son. blame people. Uh, the good thing good thing we don't have a special feature, so we can maybe break down a couple of things. That was yeah, really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was almost too yeah, fast. I ran, out, I ran out of breath, man. That was amazing. And you didn't even get thrown by my little edit. That was yeah, really good. Because I... you fixed it up, did you? Yeah, because yeah. I knew you were going to bloody do it. <laughs> oh, how did you know? I wonder, it, Mr. Instead of, instead Mr. Of, Bestiality Roid. Instead of hey. Cult Fighter, it was uh, something else. I, I need to you send you it. this, Swinney. This is from uh, Nintendo Switch Sports. It's like a little sweat towel, so you can use it. At the oh, end yeah, of that's thing. awesome. <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> yes, so... Uh, no, Mike, uh, I was not. Uh, I was not bamboozled by your attempted hijacking of the hard work I put in each week to this bloody run sheet. So maybe damn we're just it. running through some of the news. Star Wars Jedi Survivor. I think we we're close to always making that a story. I think yes. Out of any game that I have not played, the original, 
I'm so hyped about this sequel. I'm going to play the sequel day one. So I, I better goddamn play the first I, one. <laughs> I don't understand. Do you both like Star Wars? No, like I love original what? Star Wars. Yeah, Wait, okay. what do you mean? Do you? you don't understand what? What do you mean? N- neither of you have played this, the original. Because there's just so many games, man. Like it's not yeah. because I don't want to But this try. is the part I don't get. You both like Star Wars. I'm not a it's huge a Star Wars like game. <laughs> he's not. He's no, not a Star like, Wars fan. I didn't say huge fan. No, he's so not, you he's like not, it. No, you like it. He just you know, he's, like a, it. he's a person. If there's right. a good story, oh, yeah, he likes right. a good he's, story. He's not this a fan. This guy's alright with it. This guy's alright with it. I'm a fan. To my other side is a fan, right? They. Not anymore. Say you both like Souls like games. I like Souls like Souls Born, Souls Inspired games. You like games. Souls, Souls like Souls Inspired, and you definitely no, I hate them. like this kind of games. Elden Ring, worst so game I don't of the get it. Year. If there's Shit. one game you guys one should pick ten. up and play, it's don't this. recommend. It's a, it's, a it's like that guy's game. channel. I love that guy's channel. Don't recommend Elden Ring. <laughs> well, why why why, nah. do, why can't we like this? No, I'm no, still no, not following like the logic. no, no, no. I'm just, it baffles me. Nothing, nothing about not liking this. It just baffles me that you guys have not played the original. It's, I keep telling you, it's a great game. It's right up your alley. You'd you enjoy did. it. I can understand with him Grab why it. you can ask why isn't he played it. For me, I freaking don't have much time. Yeah, but screw like the rest two of the kids, games. Full time job. Play this one don't, uh, for the next two weeks. Don't worry about him. Just, just play. It, this play is that. going back it's to cheap. Xbox Game Pass. Like, I just wish I could play this on PlayStation. <laughs> I was going to buy it. I'm like, I hate Game Pass so much. <laughs> do you hate Game Pass or do you not want it? Do you not like playing it just on, doesn't the, work on, the, well. on the PC? No, I'm fine. I can play Steam games, all that stuff. Okay. I was playing, uh, what's it called? Uh, Epic Games game the other day. It's that Game mm. Pass. Every time, literally, I, it's almost like I have anxiety installing a game because I do it yeah, and I'm like, point. it doesn't fucking work. Oh, the fucking controller doesn't work. DualShock. Oh, oh that's right. I need to install third-party software to make it work. So... Right. I just remembered, sorry, just real quick. I have to, because Joe asked me to talk about this. So <laughs> our good friend Joe Jives went and got a copy of Elden Ring. Oh, I yeah. Know, he bought right, it yeah. or it was gifted. Yeah. It was probably even worse because it might have been gifted by his girlfriend or something. So we finally did it, boys. We finally got him into Elden Ring. Well, I wasn't trying to get him into it. I was. He spent 17 hours, according to Steam, <laughs> playing the game. You know how far he got? How far? He got into the opening part of Limgrave. Like, literally, when you go up that elevator and you see that Vera dude, that NPC, that's as far as he got in 17 hours. I'm not even shitting you. Now, the reason is, the reason is, isn't because he was fucked. Because you can't, 17, you can't fuck around in the game for 17 hours unless you leave it idle. There's just not much content before that point. It's literally like what? You could, if, you, if you're actually going through the game um, in, in Ernst, you could get to that in like three or four minutes. Mike, can anyway, I ask? Yeah. Are you aware that we're all in the same group chat where that information was shared? No, I know that. It's not news. No, he wants but it, he I wants wanted it to the, talk about it to the our, community. I did. Okay, okay, and okay, there's some information okay. that I think PSA. you guys do not know. So anyway, so he spent literally okay. 17 hours trying to find a fix for this. Because it was crashing nonstop. It kept crashing at the start. It kept crashing after a while. All these issues. Couldn't figure... He, he tried everything under the sun. I mean, imagine trying to troubleshoot a game for 17 hours. That's he's, a hell of a lot of stuff he stuff. did. He's good at that he's stuff. He's super good. He's, and he's, he was determined. Yeah, determined. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I would have given up many hours before that. You know what? He, you know what he solved it? Being? Play it on PlayStation. <laughs> no, that is not how... See, he didn't tell you this guy, This special game secret mode. information. Turn game mode off. Also not. Okay. He didn't tell you any of the secret Screen saver. Nope. Wasn't that. <laughs> it turned out his PSU, his power supply, wasn't grounded properly. 
Oh. He had to change. He had to change what? screws. Yeah, I know, right? What? He had to change screws <laughs> from the painted black ones <laughs> to a proper full metallic ones that would make the contact ground it properly. Wouldn't and then his crash is stopped. Can I just say more I, than just Elden Ring? It did. It ended up affecting other games as oh, well. Okay. Yeah. No, but can I just say it. that's the brilliance of this man, Joe Jives, that we talk about. That he's able to <laughs> troubleshoot so detailed that he gets back to the fucking physical hardware. Fucking screws. <laughs> screws. <laughs> Painted versus non-painted screws. I have troubleshot this and it's fixed it. it so wait, it awesome. works now? It works now? Yeah, it works now. Oh, ah, yeah. nice. Cool. I'm going to be interested to see how it goes. Okay. So back- if anyone online has crashes, check a PSU, get proper screws. Mm-hmm. Then we'll like that. Okay, back back to one min. There's a couple of things. Um, yeah. So I'm very happy that Aiden Chronicle 100 Heroes. Hey, no, no, you're switch. jumping ahead. We're going to go line by line. No, nah, we can go. We can Modern Warfare 2 um, is going to be massive. This... this uh, We'll, we'll move around. I'd already introduced it. The I'm actually shocked that game wasn't already announced for the Switch. Like it's basically like you think of the Octopath Traveler audience. Yeah. Like that's exactly the kind of audience. That <laughs> well, the Switch audience, hundred million. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just like crazy. But it's good that obviously they're you know it's coming out for everyone on that one. So yeah, you know the Witcher Four thing was weird for me because they go, oh, it's in pre-production. I'm like, what was that little teaser image then? Like I thought that was really odd. You know. Yeah, I mean, this came out of like a, a business thing. Okay, so just this, like officially, this, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just that they've moved past the research development of, of production to. But it says begun pre production. Well, no, but like hmm. they were doing stuff begun before the official. Pre- whatever. Like, you know, they said I think that, that is research has been completed. Anyway, whatever. Pre pre production. Pre pre, yeah. Okay. Pre pre. I just want to say um, Modern Warfare 2, man. That game, given. Unless there's some AAA games that we don't know about. That game is going to fucking be disgusting. That's going to sell so much, man. That's going to be everywhere. Mm. Modern Warfare 2. I might buy it. it <laughs> it's like crazy. Yeah, that, that I think will end up being the biggest selling game of the year. Oh, oh no by doubt. far. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, but I think yeah. it could actually set the record. Here's, here's a hot take. I reckon this game will set the record for highest selling Call of Duty game ever. I think Possibly. all the conditions are perfect and right for it. I think you're going to have more PS5s in store, Xbox Series X in store. It's going to be the game that for for Christmas, people are just going to be like, fuck, there's no other game. Uh, maybe. You know? You know what I think? I think. I what? think Joe Jives spent a record 17 hours doing this thing. <laughs> and there's one part that I totally forgot to tell you guys. At the end of it, when he finally got to Limgrave, he uninstalled the game. What? Why? I should you not. Because that's, that's how he is. That's what he did. That's really odd. So he doesn't like the game. I don't know if he likes it or not. He didn't even tell me. He is the tinkerer. Yeah, he needs to post he just likes to tinker with it. If he's watching. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. How about the fact that Microsoft apparently turned down Marvel to make Spider-Man? What a fucking dog oh, shit yeah, decision that was. No, thank God, because they would have fucked it up. It would be still not released by now. Look, but regardless, like the fact is that they... What a fucking horrible decision that was. Yeah, but like, I'm, I'm so sick of Xbox. They just make really bad decisions all the time and like... Thank God that they turned it down. But I agree. Like it's like I don't. It's baffling that they did that. Mm. I don't know if it's because of a Sony thing with Sony owning this, the film rights, so they just look at it as like we're just going to add value to their media. Mm. So hey, Joe Jives just posted in the in the chat. Hey, what did yes. You say? So Joe Jives, like you know, this age, <laughs> you're probably going to hear this in like three minutes now. But do do you like Elden Ring? We want to know if you like Elden Ring or not. We can play the uh, seamless co-op. That they have now for PC, the Elden Ring. Uh, what else was there, Swinny? Anything else you wanted to shout out? Oh, yeah. So 
as usual, Nintendo adding everyone's favorite games to the Switch <laughs> Online service. But I will say, yeah. I do, because so that's because uh, I said it so fast, no one would have understood. Um, Rival Turf and Congress Caper for SNES. Rival's Turf isn't too bad. I'm not that's sure not about bad. Congress Caper. But I actually really like Pinball for the NES. So I actually think that's a great addition, as much as everyone's probably not super enthusiastic about it. Yeah, I think it's, it's a really good game. Excited. The one that made me go, what the hell, is the Callisto Protocol, yes. how they specifically it said it's not part of the PUBG extended Anymore. universe. Anymore? I, I, like, have, have we ever seen a situation where there's more, like, universe-building, constructing discussion for a game that's not even out yet, hmm. and it makes no fucking difference? It's like, so, would it make any... Di- they're still going to have Easter eggs about the PUBG universe. So, like, what's... It sort of still is in the extended universe in a weird way. Did they have a falling out with that dude or why? Sorry, Ghost Winnie. Why did you... No, I was just going to say, I still remember when we were covering um, the where, whatever, yeah, yeah, that was yeah, E3. Yeah. And it got announced, right, live when we were talking about yeah. it, right? And on the show, I you guys weren't aware that it was in the PUBG universe. And you guys were like, what the fuck? Like, no, no you're lying. You basically yeah, you didn't yeah. believe me. That's how stupid, it's stupid that idea it's sounded. Because I don't get it. What's the point? It's what pointless. Is the it's a tie-in just to get more sales or the something? The only thing more pointless than making it a part of the mm. PUBG universe is explicitly saying it's not a part of the PUBG universe. Any longer. After you said it is in the yeah. PUBG universe. It's like, why why any of this exists? I have no I, now, idea. I don't the, know. Sorry, Mike. Yeah. I don't know if Schofield was responding to someone about that, and maybe that's why it got brought up. I don't know. I know it was he announced that on Twitter. Mm. So. But yeah, the but op- it's still the same publisher, right? Yeah, it looks yeah. like the same publisher, yeah. So it's not like a falling out or anything. Sorry, Mike, I cut you off. No, no, it's fine. The only thing I was going to say is there was a recent, I think it was Game Informer that had a whole bunch of screenshots and stuff from the yeah, game. Yeah, it was, it, was it was the cover story for Game Informer. Yeah, and it looked half bad. Quite, quite oh, like, yeah. Definitely I'm something looking I'm looking forward to, forward to yeah. yeah for I know, sure. it was, he just posted it as an FYI. It wasn't responding to anyone. So he's just like, he wanted that information out there, which I don't blame ah, him. Okay. He probably just like, fuck it, I wanted. Get rid of this curse that's following our game. Yeah, probably. I don't think anyone cared though, right? Like, no. well, we cared enough about to talk about it. <laughs> I'd rather talk about our friend Joe Drives, who no, spent it... seventeen hours troubleshooting a game. Yeah, and then can, he, you, he... can you put the mute button on Mike, please? <laughs> yeah, I will. But he did say that he stopped after getting out to the first mini boss. So, um, what else was there? That wasn't Maybe. a mini boss. That was that Vera dude. You know the first NPC you meet. Oh, okay. Yeah, he attacked that. And that's the mini boss that he thought was a mini boss. Joe, Joe Jives didn't like being called maidenless. He didn't. <laughs> he took it personally. He didn't appreciate it. That was, that was mostly it for me, Swinny. I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to shout out. Oh, look, I could talk about JoJo's forever, but you guys wouldn't care, so... No, just... tell us, tell us, tell us. This is I'm a support just glad, group. I'm just glad Speedwag isn't in the game. He's in the game. And look, it's coming out September, <laughs> ultimate so... Wifey. That. That's, this, the this, ultimate waifu. The ultimate waifu Speedwagon. your words. Speedwagon? Your wee words. Speedwagon is the ultimate waifu. I'm going to say this. Speedwagon? It's probably some schoolgirl. I'm, I'm it is a, it is a gentleman. It is a grown man in a top hat. Sweet oh, he's the waifu. Oh, what the hell is it? You this, would understand. Is this your coming out party, Swinny? Is this we, your coming yeah, out party? Would, <laughs> we do not judge would, on this. You show. would understand. Oh. You would okay, understand. actually, looking at him, he, I would she, understand. He, she, they, them, I'm fine yeah. with it all. I go, you know I swing would... everywhere. Um, yeah. This who's, is just now devolved into Mike Googling like he does normally in the show. No, no, no. Who's that dude from Rocky? The the, the bad dude from Rocky. The Swedish dude. What Rocky? What Rocky? The movie Rocky. Are you talking, are you talking about Dolph Lundgren? Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. Dolph Lundgren would have made a really... <laughs> Sweetie. What is he? 
<laughs> he's like freaking Russian or Ukrainian or something, isn't he? What? No, is he? No, he is. Uh... It'd be funny if he was Swedish. <laughs> oh shit, he... is he Swedish? You idiot! <laughs> he, he is Swedish. Swedish he is Assholes. Swedish. Yeah. I'm, I'll, I'll take that. I'll, I'll take that. It. Out, I'll take it. He look Swedish to me. We'll take Lundgren that out. We'll take that out. Would make a cool character. He'd make a good Wait, speed wagon. You're looking at his name character. and you're still mispronouncing his name. <laughs> like, I don't know. Anyway, he'd make a really good His name is Hans, actually. Hans. Hans. Hans Lundgren. So where does the Dolph come from? <laughs> I mean, it's much more marketable name. Kinda. You know, but... you know, I never realized he dated Grace Jones, which is just like Grace man. Jones. Grace Jones. I forget who that is. You know from the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Really. Yeah. Like there's weird. There's very erotic. Oh wow. Photographs of them. They're, they're, they're like you can't see anything, but let's just say there's photos of them. Together You've tried the look. Really <laughs> there is a. Uh, there's. I want to see. There's the a contrast. Bits. There's I a contrast. Let's just say hey, that. Hey, this is getting oh. a bit like early two thousand PlayStation <laughs> marketing. Wait. Of the PSP they had wife. a son together. <laughs> Oh, man. They would have been perfect no. for that ad. <laughs> Why? All right, all right. The show's totally devolving. We're at the two-hour mark. Why, if I search for them, if I go Grace Jones, Dolph Lundgren... Why do you keep on mispronouncing the first, name when... The first you see, you're seeing the name the in front sun. of you. Maybe they Not had a kid. Me. Because the D and the G. Am I supposed to pronounce the D or the G? It's Lundgren. Lundgren. Yeah. Lundgren. I'm, oh, I'm Lundgren. correct me if I'm wrong, sweetie. It's, it's he, Lundgren. man. <laughs> all right. He all had right. such Let's a good Let's wrap physique. up the show. Oh, my God. He had the best physique. <laughs> oh. All right. So <laughs> next week, sweetie. Next week. What are we doing next week? We are talking about Sony State of Play. I'm not even looking at the run sheet as memory. State, yeah, State of Play. I think we'll stream cool it. I think we'll stream it. I might move and around my calendar a little bit. If Sega's new project is interesting, we'll cover that. If it's boring, we won't. Or it might be a one-man story. So. And we're fully getting into the E3 traditional time slot where lots of news is sequence scheduled, people trying to run ahead of the big announcements. So I wouldn't be shocked if there's some big news coming out. Hardly any games, though. Like, I keep on... I go to the shops to go, I'm just going to buy a game. Fuck it. <laughs> right? And I'm like, there's, like, nothing. There's, like, nothing to get. So... Oh, gee, I wonder... You know, I wish they released a Star Wars game that was a Souls-like. That'd be pretty cool, wouldn't it? There's yeah, a difference you between... Play there's yeah, no and new they games are. Star Wars Jedi versus... Survivor. It's coming out soon. There's a difference between... Yeah, there's but... no new games coming out versus... Okay. There's no games to play. Yeah, but why is this guy saying I'm going to the shop to buy a new, a, a new game? Because a he's new just game. compulsive. Buy, he wants buy to buy an a new old Nintendo new shit. game. <laughs> Doesn't matter when it came out. Just buy an old new game. It's still new to you. <laughs> he bought a fucking towel from bloody Nintendo stores, man. What is that? Because he needed to put the money to get the free shipping. Oh, I'm no much better. I'm gonna. I bought I need, two sets of play cards. I know. I know. I know. Did you do it to get free shipping? It was to get free shipping. To play solitaire by yourself. It wasn't to get free shipping because the sixty-four, the sixty-four controller was expensive. Was it was ten dollars less than the? No, no, it wasn't. Really? I thought it was ten dollars under the free shipping. No, these these playing cards are twenty-five dollars each. Yeah, no, but how free shipping's at eighty dollars? No, it wasn't for me. It was sixty. What was it? Was yeah, it? for me it was sixty. Yeah, Are you sure? interesting. I don't think that that's right. Because it came up as free shipping when I added it to my car. Wow, just, I don't know just if it was a temporary thing. thing. Yeah, maybe yeah. they just did it temporarily because they maybe, thought shit. Maybe, it's only a few yeah. dollars less. It looks really bad. 
or it's I had, cheaper in Melbourne. Because I had that exact same thought. So oh, like, maybe it is cheaper in Melbourne. That's crazy if they can detect that. I doubt it, though. Well, <laughs> well, how can they possibly detect your I address did, when you put your address in to figure I out where you log, live to figure out if it could they be cheaper or not? said it's free when he added it. <laughs> I did log in to my account before I added into my cart. So oh, you know it's sold out address. again, by the way. <laughs> Shit. That's crazy. Shame. People really All want right. to have those controllers. This is my favorite part of the show because we can just talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the same mic that forces him to play on a video games podcast and he doesn't like video games. <laughs> hey, to Mike's credit, he's played a lot of games recently. Mike, so. buy I, this game. I played a lot of games. So, so when you buy this game? Okay, no, it's awesome. I'm not a sucker for pain. This game is like actually no, that's a good, that's not pain. It's super it's underrated. It's fun. It's unbelievable yeah. how underrated this is. Swinney, how I'd, much is it? I actually recommend you could buy this for like thirty dollars used, like physical that's, copy. That's pretty good. Okay, that's pretty. I, good. I think this will be worth like hundred and fifty dollars in the future. How about I play this game instead? Duke Nukem Forever. No, that's, that's the 2001 <laughs> why version. Have, why do you have together that next to you? Why is it right next to you? He always has it. He always has because it. Because I've got a table here with random shit that I might have for the show. And yeah. we did a whole feature on bloody Duke Nukem. He's so. forgotten. He's forgotten. Okay. I've got the, so I've got the hat here. All right. I don't know why we're yeah. carrying on. <laughs> All right. Uh, yes. State of play. Check us out. We'll get us on YouTube. You know, you'll see the little notification. Ring that bell. Then you'll see when we start live streaming. 8 a.m. I, I think we're probably going to do it. 20. Please subscribe if you're hearing this, this nonsense. Or, or don't. Maybe you put your mask do. back on, all right? All right, well, with that... <laughs> That's so awkward. That's so awkward. Just dead air. Thank all you, right. Mike. All right. So can you write goodbye on there? No, it'll take too long. I mean, unless you guys want to stay for another minute. <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> all right, Next bye-bye. Next week. Adios.